Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Florida Man Sports Podcast. As always, Christian here with Johnny by my side as we go over all of the NFL games. I am not by your side. You're by my side, baby. (laughs) By my side. The Major League Baseball playoffs are here as well. And the trade for Lillard finally happened, so we got some analysis there. Let's jump right into it, Johnny. We're going to go into Atlanta and Jacksonville where the Jaguars won 23-7. How was that game for you? Since Jacksonville is starting to get back on track. But still, that, that offense is mostly neutral. Now, one good touchdown to Ridley, and really that was just about it for their passing and running game. Three field goals, three turnovers, including defensive touchdown, won this game. It's great that the defense stepped up, but we're all waiting for the offense to switch it into drive and really move. And that didn't happen. The, Jets, the Jags looked, they looked okay, but not what I expected. You're not going to win against teams like top teams with this offense. Everyone in the AFC South is 2-2. Two and two. So, you know, let's get it together, Jacksonville. Um, I don't know if we need to start talking about the offensive coordinator and his play calling mm. or if it's just Jacksonville going through their usual motions. But uh, until they figure things out, um, this is um, I, I, this room to concern for Jacksonville. But, hey, a good win. Um, I will say this about that game. It was brilliant marketing using that Toy Story animation to watch this game. I, I watched this game with my son. He was asking questions. The commentary really catered to young kids who didn't really understand football. Now, whoever came up with that idea needs a raise. That was a brilliant, brilliant move. Uh, my son and, and I are looking forward to the next game that's kind of uh, set up that way. Yeah, I think I tweeted that as a suggestion a couple years ago to the NFL, Johnny. So I think they kind of yeah, right, the, the check's coming. The check's coming. So th- there's no such thing as an ugly win, or maybe there is. I feel like that's what this game signified for me because it was ugly, uh, Jacksonville. You didn't really do what I expected you to do. I wanted you to put the hammer down and win, like, like just just win, like. I don't know, three, four touchdowns, and that didn't happen here. You're talking about 17-7 to after three quarters of play, and so you're still thinking, like, maybe Atlanta has a chance. So, for me, you got the win, but it was ugly. Uh, To your point, Johnny, they're both 500 teams at this point. I just... I, I don't like being right about this because as the Florida man, I care about Jacksonville. And it's like now you've got a very hard next game coming up. So What a lot. Chris does not like being right he didn't like being right <laughs> he he wants too soon to say that you're right we're four games into the season they're two and two if you if they're not four and oh it's a disappointment no it's early plenty of football left but uh, uh let's you know let's focus on the next florida team miami they they rolled into buffalo after dropping 70 points the week before everyone had high hopes for miami including some idiot who had them going undefeated. What a moron. Anyway. Oh, don't take it away from me. No. What, what, anyway, what happened here, Chris? I'm not going to let you take this away from me. What, what are you talking you about? You are the worst, and I hate you <laughs> with a passion. I, I hate you. You. What, what? You, 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 you. you said they were going to go undefeated. That's what you don't do, right? You jinx the Miami Dolphins. 48-20. to 20. The Bills took the lead in the first quarter. They really never looked back. So, of course, now we know that you are officially the jinx of the Miami Dolphins organization. If Hate mail is going to come your way for that. I don't, just, I don't know what you're talking about. Stop acting like they rec- that we, you have anything recorded of right. me saying they're going on their feet. Right. So, so. <laughs> this is the last episode. So, as far as the, the play, though, Johnny, for me, the short passes that we've been seeing Tua do, the ones that we've been giving him credit for, getting the ball quick release, 
is the same thing that hurt him here. No receiver reached 100 yards receiving. No one even reached over 60 yards receiving. Uh, four fumbles, two by Raheem Mostert, one which was lost. And, and you've got back-to-back home games for the Dolphins, so that's the good news there. But again, the short passes, it's almost like the Bills found the recipe to beat Miami, eliminating those short passes for big games. Allen and Buffalo, they, they own the Dolphins. You know, Allen had five touchdowns, four through the air, one on the ground. The Bills never trailed in this game and won by constantly putting pressure on Tua. Look human, throwing 282 yards, one touchdown, one pick. They forced a couple turnovers. They sacked two of four times. The Dolphins only gave up one sack in the previous three games total leading into this Mm. game. So it was clear that the the Bills were pissed and wanted to show the Dolphins who really owns the AFC East. And it appears right now it's Buffalo. I hate you for your prediction last week. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop making things up. we, We had a team that had a sloppy win in Jacksonville. They win. We've got a team in Miami who drops the ball. Uh, this is the Florida Man Podcast. So let's talk about the greatest team in Florida, Johnny. Let's talk about the Bucks. They played the Saints divisional game, game that you expected them to lose probably. But, you know, I have you now. I, slowly but surely in this these podcasts, I'm having you turn towards the Bucks. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, listen, the, the Bucks in Miami have the same record, you know, right now. So Miami, oh, uh, you know, Mayfield throws three touchdowns. And, uh, you know, a hurt Derek Carr was ineffective. Um, Tampa's still not running effectively with their top rushers. They're getting 56 yards on 15 touches. I'm happy the Bucks won, but I'm, I'm just tired of seeing such a weak division. Uh, but for now, the, the Bucks seem to be the, the king of the swampland for now. Um, <laughs> but until they have at least a very good showing against a premier team, uh, I'm only going to see them as a doormat. But, hey, they've done what they needed to do, 3-1. and one. Good did job, you Bucks. Just, did you just call the Bucks a doormat? Right now, it's until they beat somebody that I, matters, I then you. yes. I hate we'll you see. so much. Who they beat? The, Look, Minnesota, the Bears, and then now they go ahead and, and, and beat Look, this. The Bucks spoil Alvin Kamara's return from suspension. He did go 11 for 51 yards. That's the only positive stat line for the Saints. Short of that, you were talking about pushing on Chris Godwin and, and letting him go. Chris Godwin just shows up 114 yards on eight receptions. So it's just showing that he's still the future. Uh, talking about the future, I've talked about Trey Palmer being a sleeper. Uh, you've got Tompkins and Palmer. Just they carve out roles on offense. This team, from an offensive output standpoint, from a wide receiver standpoint, they've got the best in Evans and Godwin. Just It's just incredible to be coached and watched under them. Just two elite wide receivers, next man up for the Bucks. And the last thing I want to say as a Buck fan, if we're because we are all excited. You want to go into the bye week with a win. But not only are you going to the bye week with a win, the defense isn't even healthy yet. Kalisha Kansi, our number one pick, he hasn't played yet. He's going to be playing, hopefully, against the Lions. And that's going to be, to your point there, Johnny, a true testament game taking on the Lions after the bye week. Man, I don't know what's going on, but every team or player that I praise just just took a nosedive this week. And all the ones that I bashed and said, like, Godwin, you're done. You can't do anything. <laughs> and has a great game. And that, that was throughout this particular week. Um, so, you know, we've covered the Florida team. So now it's time to get, you know, the rest – of, uh, of the NFL and, and what they did here, was starting with Thursday Night Football, which we are currently 4-0 collectively between Chris and I. Undefeated. But, but between the uh, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Chris. Yeah, I can't remember the last time a Green Bay quarterback looked this bad in Lambeau Field. That, that, to me, was the biggest takeaway of this game. The running game was non-existent for Green Bay. It doesn't help that you're down 14-3 to start the first. But you got to commit to the running game. 12 combined attempts as a team is just not going to work. 
Uh, on the other side of the ball, you got David Montgomery, who's just on beast mode. If you have him on your fantasy team or if you traded for him, <laughs> you know, 32 carries, three touchdowns, over 100 yards. Pat yourself on the back for that. And uh, last thing I got to say on this game, I kind of figured out what the Lions are doing with Jameer Gibbs. I'm wondering, like, what are they doing with this guy? Are, are they, you drafted him so high, he should be starting. But no, he is the change of pace running back that they need. Because on any given play, this kid could go for 20 or 30 yards. It just hasn't happened yet. But that's what, that's what they're using him for, and they're winning. So good shout out to the Lions running game and Jameer Gibbs. Oh, yeah. I'm sure every uh, fantasy owner who has Gibbs, who they've drafted second or third round, is just thrilled with how the Lions are using him. The Gibbs is a better all-around running back, right. and they're just not using him. They're using some schmuck named Montgomery, <laughs> which I'm so happy about. Um, it's not like that. It's not like I didn't play him or not, or not um, this past week in the fantasy, but um, the the this particular game, and I can remember the last time I saw a Green Bay uh, a quarterback look this bad. It was Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs against the Bucks. Because the, the the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers, with the exception of that one championship, hasn't had a good record. But the final score was thirty-four to twenty, but it wasn't that close. Detroit's defense smothered this Green Bay team and were determined to run the ball. David Montgomery ran the ball thirty-two times. Thirty-two times. I can't remember the last time any rusher ran thirty plus times. It does not happen very often, folks. He became the first Lions running back to run for three touchdowns in Green Bay and the first Detroit Lions to get three touchdowns and 100 yards rushing in 23 years. I am so happy for Montgomery. I'm so happy for you. Just go away, Montgomery. Just You can go ahead and do your thing, but when, you're, when you are playing against me in the fantasy week where I need to win, you cannot have a career day. A, a career day Johnny. rushing the ball 32 times. You draft a, a running back. I'm not letting you talk. You draft a running back, Detroit, with your, your top pick. You haven't done that since Barry Sanders. You used Barry Sanders the last time I checked. Barry Sanders was your team. How about you start using Gibbs? How about you use Montgomery in a, in a secondary nature? But no, you don't. You run with them 32 times. Why draft a, a running back? Why drop the running back with your top pick if you're going to run your other running back 30-plus times? The Florida man just explained why. But listen, Johnny, don't get ahead of yourself. We're going to talk about fantasy football. We're going to get there. I'm buddy. angry. Don't I'm don't hurt. <laughs> We're going to get there. Don't worry. You cut me deep, man. <laughs> a beatdown. That was a beatdown. Oh, boy. Well, what, what other games do we have, Johnny? Uh, hey, sorry. I was just in <laughs> Denver and Chicago. Yes. I think this was the uh, nobody had a win yet, right? So one of them had to finally win here. It's it's funny the way that this game worked out. If you watch the game, the uh, the Bears, they lead in passing yards. They lead in rushing yards. They lead in receiving yards. And then they lose the game, which I predicted the Broncos would win. So 17 unanswered points in the fourth. It's a story for this one. I give a lot of kudos to Coach Payton for the first W as a Bronco. That's a big deal. And then the Bears, of course, they see the Commanders next week um, as one of only two teams without a win this season. The battle of the dumpster fire almost ended as a tie. <laughs> but the Bears wanted that title of worse than the league badly. So badly that they were up 31-7 to with 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Sat back and watched the Broncos win this game. 14 straight losses by Chicago. 14. Straight losses by this team. That's quite impressive. Justin Fields had his absolute best game as a pro. He's never thrown for 300 yards passing in a game, ever. 
And I was going to rip into him this week. It's kind of like, this guy hasn't done it. There's been so many. Even Zach Wilson has thrown for 300 yards a couple times. But um, it's, it's, it's so sad to see what's happening with the Chicago Bears. Um, he had Fields 335 yards passing, 20 for 35, four touchdowns, only one pick. Um, but still, it, it's, it's about time, Fields, that you did what you needed to do. It took you long enough. But Chicago... I don't know if you're going to win a game this year. Maybe this helps you. I, I, some guy that said that the Miami Dolphins are going to go undefeated and they, they went ahead and lost. So maybe if I take the, the helm here and, t- and, say <laughs> here that, <we> and say that and say that Chicago Bears are not going to win a game. They will not win a game the rest of the year. They're going to go winless. Maybe it helps you out there, Chicago. Bear, Bear fans everywhere are going to thank you. Chucking them, yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Ravens and Browns. Yeah, Ravens and Browns. This one could have been an entertaining one, but Deshaun Watson, of course, was ruled out with that shoulder injury. Uh, Baltimore led in the first and just really never let go. Uh, Lamar Jackson, as much as you've been critical on him, Johnny, four touchdown passes, uh, passing, four touchdown rushing is a story for this one. Uh, most efficient statistic line there, you know, two and two, sorry, for four total. Um, and then for the Browns fans, you know, you're, you're, you're a 500 team, so there's really no time to panic just yet. A healthy Watson would have made this game fun to watch. Uh, he should be back next week when they take on the Niners, so it's going to be a tough one for sure. I don't know if this was going to be an entertaining one, uh, but, you know, the Browns got completely owned. The defense held a Watson and West Browns team to in check. They allowed 121 yards passing and held the rushing attack mostly in check. Uh, Lamar had was um, went for through two touchdown passes and, and ran for two more, two, yeah. but he only threw 19 passes, you know, so like they, it, when you don't make Lamar a thrower, you really increase the chances of the Ravens win. Um, Andrews had a great game. Um, they, they don't, the Ravens don't really ever lose a game when, when Lamar doesn't have to throw and he doesn't feel any pressure. It's a testament to the Ravens defense on this one. They won this game. You, you do got to give him credit though. Cause you've been very critical on him. He's been very efficient. He's, he's, he's running, he's passing, he's doing his job. He, he, he threw the ball 19 times. I think he was 12 for 19, if I'm not mistaken. It's like, and you, when you're, when the defense did their job, forced turnovers, they didn't put any pressure on him to become a passer. So, yeah, when you allow Lamar to go ahead and run and you let him do run and rush him for two and you let him throw for less than 20 times, the chances of the Ravens, that's how the Ravens win. But if you put pressure on Lamar and you make him a quarterback, you're going to win this game more often than not. Right. But uh, the Browns, uh, they need to learn that quick. Bengals in Tennessee. Yeah, I don't care uh, about the game of what you thought it could have been or who we predicted who would have won. Would you have predicted Derrick Henry throwing a touchdown? I mean, it's not the first time that he's done it there, but that was surprising. Yeah. He, he's looked better than Burrow throwing. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so the guy throws a touchdown, runs for a touchdown. Just that's insult to injury, you ask me. Here's a fun stat talking about the Bengals. Since 2002, no team in the NFL has gone 0-2 in the division and made the playoffs. Wow. So that's that's just something to watch there for the Bengals because the Bengals and the Panthers are now 0-2 in their division. And uh, the Joe Burrow struggle continues in this one. The the injuries are real. Maybe it's time to sit Burrow for a game. I don't oh, know. Oh, well, I, I don't know. You know, you know who said that? Who talked uh, about that? Uh, I, don't I, I don't know. I, I can never trust that guy because, you know, sometimes he says that and then he talks about Miami. So I don't know. But the point being here, <laughs> the Cardinals and the Seahawks um, before the bye week and then they take on the 49ers. So I really think with the Cardinals and Seahawks, maybe you do sit Joe Burrow. Listen, I'm not going to get into the game stats or, or anything. Bengals got spanked. Um, what did I say last week? That Burrow would not be Burrow 
we are all used to. Okay, he's hurt. He's right. trying to be their first team, and but you're not really helping anyone, Joe. Your team is losing, and you are risking further injury. Take four weeks off. Get on the IR. Take four weeks off. Hope for the best because you know your backup can't play worse than what how you've been playing. You think I'm exaggerating about this? Let's check this completion percentage. 57.6%. That is last in the league. Average yards per pass, 4.8. Last in the league. You sure it's pa- last? Last in the league. Oh, right. Passing yards per game, 182 yards. Not last, but close, 29th. And finally, QBR, 69.1. Let's say it with, say it with me, folks. Last in the league. You're not helping. You're just hurting your team, Burrow. We all know the skills you have and what you can do with that football. You got to. You have nothing to prove to no one. It's time to get on that IR and take four weeks off to heal. Especially when you've, you know, you at this point they've invested in the long term in Burrow, so it's only the right thing to do, I think, to at very least sit two games, if not to your point, uh, be out for those four games. He took this team to the Super Bowl with no offensive exactly, line. Exactly. Okay, so. Get healthy. Your backup can't play worse. You're in the last place in every stat that matters. Just take some time to rest. Rams and Colts. Yeah, this one was a fun game to watch. Rams uh, lead the stat line in this one, passing, rushing, and receiving. That being said, Colts fans, be excited about your team. You're 2-2. Two and two. You have such a bright future with Richardson there. Uh, he almost leads the comeback here in overtime. Uh, two touchdown passing, one rushing. Again, just excited about the future for them. Uh, for the Colts, you you got to clean up some fumbles, which is what I call those missed opportunities. You also got to get Pittman involved. I feel like every game he's been involved less and less. He has yet to have 100 yards receiving in a game. And then the Rams, you know, I said this after they went through back-to-back losses. Johnny, I said, don't panic. Here we are, the Rams, right? So uh, nobody expected uh, Kyron Williams to be the running back or Puka Nakua to be the wide receiver for them, getting the job done with Matthew Stafford. So just an overall fun game to watch and great to see the two young guys uh, carrying this Ram team. Yeah, it was an exciting game to watch that went into overtime. Stafford threw the game winning touchdown to my early season favorite for rookie of the year, Puka Nakua. Uh, Colts, listen, they have a pretty damn good team, better than I thought. It will be interesting to see how Jonathan Taylor fits um, in there since he's due to return next week. You think and he's going to want to play there, right? You would think you, you're, you're two and two, man. Come on. It doesn't matter if you want to or, or don't. He's a professional. You're getting paid. He's right. going to show up and play. Now, you're working for somebody who publicly has told that he doesn't give a damn about you <laughs> and his, on the owner, Jim Irsay. So it should be interesting. Uh, the, the QB, like this rookie QB for the Colts, isn't bad, but you know, listen, let's hold, let's put things in perspective. He went 11 for 25, 200 yards passing, had three touchdowns, two through the air, one on his feet. He's managing the game well. It's early, but he has shown some flashes of brilliance. So this team can contend for a divisional championship if Taylor still wants to play for him. You know, we should all wait and see and see how this whole thing plays out. For a contract, you should play. Well, they're not going to, nobody's getting a contract. If you're running back, guess what? You're not getting a contract. You're getting a franchise. You're going to get one year deals. You're not getting long term deals. If you got a problem with that, then he should have uh, um, had a better CBA negotiation here. So that's, you have to wait until the CBA comes back into collective bargaining. You can figure it all out. But right now, this is what you're going to get. That's how it's going to be with running backs. And what are you going to do? You're going to sit out. It, 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 it didn't really work out for Levy and Bell. He sat out a whole year. He got a contract. But it wasn't a lot of guaranteed money, and he is out of the league 
about three years later, he's done. So the, everybody knows that right now, running backs, for the most part, they are a few exceptions, but for the most part, the running backs are based on the ability of the offensive line. So the teams have focused that they're going to spend their money on their offensive line to create the holes, and they, they see it as a basic running back can go ahead and hit those holes and get the yards of production that they need. So why pay this guy that's going to do something? The only exceptions to that are the Adrian Petersons, the LaDainian Tomlinsons, the you know, Barry Sanders, but those guys don't come around very often. And even when they do, I don't know if any team's going to go ahead and pay him anymore. It'll be interesting to watch. Washington, Philadelphia. Yeah, Washington led at halftime. The commanders forced overtime because after that third quarter. And then the Eagles win on a 54-yard field goal in overtime. Uh, if you're an Eagles fan, you got to love Jalen Hurts' best game at the QB position this year. He breaks over 300 yards passing and has two touchdowns. So great overall QBR rating for him. This, uh, to me, just digesting and kind of watching the Eagles, the previous games, and, and the Commanders games, you got to remember this, Johnny. Five, six, and three. Five, six, and three. Those are the points the Eagles have won in three out of four games. So you're undefeated, but maybe that's something to watch, right? It's good to win those games, I guess. And then for the Commanders going forward, you've got the Bears, Falcons, and Giants. Uh, so before they meet the Eagles again. So actually, I see a lot of good things here for both teams. Nobody saw this coming, an overtime thriller where right. Eagles needed their kicker to come through, and he did big time. He went ahead and hit a 54-yard game winner. If you said Hurts threw for 319 yards and had a couple TDs with no turnovers, you know Hurts is starting to heat up, and the Eagles are now just one of two teams who are undefeated. So it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a fun division. I'm looking yeah. forward to a lot of these games coming in. Washington does play everybody tough. So I got to give them a little more credit than I have been giving them. That's what I mean. Yeah, they got the Bears, Falcons, and Giants. So definitely can stack up some wins here shortly. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what do you think about that, though? Five, six, and three as far as those wins for the Eagles. Are they kind of overachieving or they, they did what they had to do and now they're heating up? I mean, what do you think? A win is a win. You don't get extra credit for blowing out a team. If having Finding a way to win those close games is... Uh, some could argue more important than the blowout. The blowouts are going to come. You're going to come across teams that out that you outmatch, and you're going to go ahead and, and show your dominance. It's when you something doesn't always click. Something's not working right. Your defense isn't stepping up the way you expect them to. Your offense isn't clicking. Your running game. You're doing turnovers, and you still find a way to win those games. That shows true championship pedigree. So get those out of the way right now, Eagles. Eagles are my pick for the NFC to go into the Super Bowl. So, I mean, San Francisco is looking dominant. But my preseason pick, Eagles, they look good. Yeah, they're looking good. Vikings and Panthers. This, If I would have told you that this game, that Cousins would have less yards than Bryce Young, nobody would have believed it. Nobody would have taken that money. I mean, I just can't believe the kind of game that that he that he had, and yet the Vikings still win. They find the way to win. I, I give a little bit of credit to Bryce Young for finally throwing over uh, 200 yards, 204 yards throwing. But just, again, just a very subpar game from this rookie. And, and it makes it so subpar when you look at Richardson and C.J. Stroud, which are the other quarterbacks that were drafted. So it's, it's not that I'm trying to be hard on this kid, but, you know, most of the season, the you know, completion percentage is not there. Your average yards per pass is not there. And the QBR at 17.4. That's why I was a little surprised when you were talking about the stats for the bang, for Burrow. Uh, that this guy is not number one in all of the other stats. I'm a little surprised about that. Well, remember that this this kid missed the game, so he hasn't. Uh, so in terms yeah. of games played and what's going right, on, the right. lowest QBR. So yeah. um, the Vikings they handled this kid. Okay, they ran the ball okay with Madison and Acres, who combined for 135 yards but no touchdowns. 
Cousins had his worst game going 12 for 19, 139 yeah. yards. A couple picks. Um, they didn't need their best. Listen, they didn't need their fifth best effort against this Panthers team. The Panthers are just not very good. Um, but they better figure things out quick because they gave up. We talked about this a little bit, and I forgot that they gave up their 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 first round pick to the Bears to move up to get this kid. Right. So they can go ahead and finish, you know, winless or last place. And guess who gets that pick? Chicago. So Chicago's already looking like a dumpster fire. And they're gonna get Carolina's pick this upcoming year. It could very well be that Chicago Bears have the number one and number two pick and somehow feel they're still gonna screw it up. But <laughs> this kid had 204 yards passing. That's nothing to brag about. I 204 yards passing is I'm not impressed by it. it doesn't mean this defense that the Vikings have, their secondary isn't that great. So the fact that he threw for 200 yards, he got no touchdown passes. I'm not saying I should worry. Um, they don't have a whole lot of pieces, but they got to start doing something because normally in these situations, I don't care because you can lose all you like because you're going to go ahead and pick up a first or second round pick. That's why I'm with Burrow. They got Chase the next year to go in and help him out. Troy Aikman, that whole thing happened. That, 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 that whole, they went ahead and got Michael Irvin. They always figure things out. You are allowed to lose, have a terrible first, even second year because you get compensated in the draft. This year, the Panthers are not going to be compensated, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a disaster. And, and at the very least, again, I'm not trying to. I know it sounds because he's in our division that I'm being hard on this kid and, and whatnot, but you also, to your point, Johnny, if you're going to tank like that, you still, even like Peyton Manning, right, you still throw for a lot of yards. You still have a lot of touchdowns and interceptions. He's not even doing that, though. That, that's 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 the part that's really scary about this. Yeah, scared money don't make money. And in this situation, if you're going to go ahead and play timid, um, you got to make those mistakes. You learn more from your failures and your successes. Folks. Right. Pittsburgh, Houston. Yeah, so I said last week, and you know, very pat myself on the back for that. I said, don't sleep on Houston. Don't sleep on Houston is what I said last week because I feel like they got a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of stuff cooking. Uh, now, the, so I don't want to take anything away from Houston because they won 30-6. Mm-hmm. to six. But when you win, injury bug strikes the Steelers, and that's really the story here. You don't get the picket to Pickens connection. It can't manifest itself when somebody has a deep bone bruise, and he's probably going to be out next week. Unlike the Panthers, though, C.J. Stroud, Texans offense, they capitalize. They take this one. Uh, Stroud, by the way, second most passing yards by a rookie through his first four games. And for the Texans, man, you got to really be excited if you're a Texans fan. you got the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers as the next three weeks go. The AFC South is up for grabs, Johnny. This guy's over here talking really high on Houston, but picked Pittsburgh to win this game. Injuries. So, so injuries. I actually was oh high on Houston God. and picked Houston to win this game because the Pittsburgh offense looks terrible. It's, it looks like an adult. You are such fake news. So an injury happened, Johnny. Injuries happened. Mm-hmm. So, so you knew he was going to get injured. Okay, I got it. I didn't go know, ahead, I didn't know he was going to get injured, but <laughs> I, I, I haven't really been that high on Pickett or Pickett to Pickens or anything else. I know you have been very high on that duo. I haven't. They haven't shown me anything. He finally threw for two touchdown passes last week, the first of his career. This offense looks like a dirty di- an adult dirty diaper after eating Indian food. And the defense, I mean, this this rookie, CJ for Houston. This CJ for Houston, they made him look like Warren Moon. This rook passed for 306 yards with a couple touchdowns. And then, listen, the nice hometown kid for Pittsburgh, you know, great. He was there. He got, I'm sorry, he got hurt. He's going to be off. He can't get it done. He cannot get it done. 
Okay, when you get back, you either figure it out or you're done. You know, the play calling hasn't helped, but 15 for 23 for 124 yards won't keep your job. Yeah, every team in that division, talking about the AFC South, is now 2-2, two and two, so it's just definitely exciting to see. And then for the Steelers, last thing I want to say, it's going to get worse before it gets better. If Pickett is out next week, which I know that he will be, they take on the Ravens, so it's going to be a tough one. And then they have the amazing Mitch Trubisky that's oh coming in, backing up. Chicago, uh, uh, going back. So it's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Uh, Raiders and Chargers. Yeah, an injured Garoppolo not playing a full season, Johnny. Where have I heard this one before? I, oh. I've said this, man. Like mm-hmm. this is just it's, it's ridiculous. O'Connell steps in, does a pretty good job of keeping this one close. Twenty four to ten to start the fourth. I mean, that, it's not terrible, I guess you would say. Uh, Khalil Max six sacks. Justin Herbert's three touchdowns. There's a storyline here. Uh, seeing Herbert with a splint on his non throwing hand is just something to see. This kid is just as tough as they come for me uh for the chargers looking into the future here after losing the first two now winners of the last two they get the much needed bye week before the cowboys they need to get healthy the raiders they have a date with green bay that's going to be an interesting game to watch it happened again chris okay the worst coach in the league did it again you've been so hard listen, on this you've well, been so hard listen, <laughs> last week brandon staley went for it with the lead and the game on the line from his own 25 and failed. This week, similar situation, but from his own 34, and they failed to convert again. And thanks, you know, to his opponent actually being, you know, the worst coach in the league with Josh McDaniels, the damn Chargers still win. They still win a game after putting the game on the line and going for it on their own, like, 25, 35 yards. This is not a video game. This gets me so mad when it's clear that this guy is using the same type of game plan I use when I play my nephew in Madden or my brothers in Tecmo Bowl. I punt? Nope. Field goals? What's that? I'm here to drop bombs and score touchdowns, sucker. How, how does this guy even have a job in the NFL? At this point, I am convinced he is blackmailing ownership and he's going to do whatever the heck he wants. I, I I enjoy. I typically enjoy your rants here, Johnny. But this guy is two and two. They've won two in a row. Oh, he gave the speech. He's got the quarterback bought in. They're bought into a system oh, defensively. God. What are you talking the about? The system you is should be. You should be bashing yeah. the Raiders more no, and giving credit when it's due. No, I I bash the Raiders, and the, the problem with the Raiders is Josh McDaniels. Period. Josh McDaniels is not a good head football coach. He's an offensive coordinator. He's to go back to the Patriots because. Belichick doesn't really do well without McDaniel. He can't do well without the Brady, and he, he can't do anything without Josh McDaniels. I, I, I wonder why you want him to go back to the Patriots. Go no, back, please, me, please, please go back. Tell, please, tell, me, please, tell me, why. Please, tell me why you want please, to go back please to the Patriots, back, man. Listen, just get into it. But talk to me. Just talk, talk to me about so, you know. Talk so, to me about so, New England and so, Dallas. So, New England and Dallas. I'll take, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll take this one because go one, ahead. I did call this one. I said the home team would win, so I called that one right. It said it would. So I apologize to all fantasy owners, though. I did. I did, and I'm a little upset about this so I, I get every now and again you're gonna get one wrong so if you were listening to the podcast if you pick daniel jones as the person to pick up like i asked you to i apologize to you the problem that i had was well you should apologize because daniel jones is trash but we're talking about mac jones uh, mac jones thank you i say daniel jones Thank you. Mac Jones. I told you to pick up Mac Jones. I should have told you to pick up Daniel Jones. <laughs> but, but Mac Jones, well, in comparison, comes in and just drops an egg, man. And I, so I apologize to you guys for that. Uh, I, you I knew that they were going to be coming back. I knew that Dallas was going to win this game. So I had him throwing the ball a lot. 
just lays an egg. Uh, there's a lot to go over in this game. Bill Belichick was trying to get that victory that he needed for number 300. He didn't get it. And then, you know, you just, you just, you don't, Johnny, you, I expected more out of a Bill Belichick team. I expected more out of Jones. Well, what happened to your New England Patriots? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get into what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I wanted to bash <laughs> you. I wanted to bash you regarding the Mac Jones thing, but I was too hurt to really even get into it. Listen, I'm, I'm going to take you on a journey, Chris. Oh, yeah, my okay. God. Okay. Oh, Listen. my God. Listen, my, my, my parents came to this country from the uh, Dominican Republic. You know, over there, baseball is king. You know, second only to Jesus Christ. You know, baseball in DR is like soccer in Brazil. Um, when my parents arrived, they settled in the Bronx, New York, home of the greatest sports franchise in sports. But, uh, but Johnny, wait, hold on. You're a Patriot fan. Yes, I'm aware my parents screwed me up. My dad cares about baseball. Football is an American-only sport. So by the time I came around, we were living in New England. That was like two years ago, right? Being raised <laughs> as a diehard Yankee fan in New England. I love baseball and didn't nearly follow football. And like I said, it wasn't really introduced to me. Then in 1993, I stumbled upon a playoff game between the Chiefs and the Oilers and watched an epic comeback with the great Joe Montana. And for whatever reason, it began that love affair I love with this great game of football. Now, I love Joe Montana, but he was just traded to the Chiefs from San Francisco and would retire the next year. My hometown team, who most, most people don't realize, was terrible for a long time. They were the laughing stock of the league. But, you know, we just drafted this kid named Drew Bledsoe. We got Bill Parcells. New ownership just came into it. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be my team. And we had some ups and downs, followed by 20-plus years of dominance. A type of dominance that will never be seen again. Now, I, I can, say this can, long. Can you, can, I, you, can you get to the game? Listen to me. <laughs> I say this long autobiography for one reason and one reason only. To let myself come to the realization and to help my real New England fans understand something. You were spoiled brat. You had it's, Brady. It's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> Dude, I could have helped I could have helped you. I could have helped This is tough for me to say. Okay, yeah, I, I, I could have helped you. No, you were so it's spoiled. over. It's over. It's, it's not I don't care. I don't care. I'm well aware that we're spoiled. I'm saying that I'm grateful. Unlike other New England fans, I'm grateful for what we have. I recognize it. I appreciate it. I don't have necessarily the, the uh, it's not this arrogance. I'm just grateful for what I have, but it's just, just coming to the realization that it's over. It, it's, it hurts, you know, like to, to, to let myself, listen, we're done. I, I, I knew we weren't Johnny, going to be crying. Stop. Dude, are you crying? <laughs> I, I knew on live. We're recording live. Oh I, knew, my God. I knew we weren't going to be competing to Super Bowls year in and year out. You know, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but I thought we would compete, like really compete. All of my hopes was latched onto this game, Chris. If, this if, this if, particular if game. If you're like this, I only, you know who I feel bad for more than you, though, now that I'm thinking about this? I feel bad for like 11 to 14-year-old kids right now. And here's why. Those 11 to 14-year-old kids only got to see New England's greatness. I know you've gotten to see before before they were great, right? Yes. So, if, if, listen, if your, your child is between the age of 10 and 14, 
I really feel bad for the kind of losses that they're going to expect the next few years because they're not they're not used to these kind of losses. Like, no one's going to have that type of dominance. So that's fine. Nobody's going to go through that. So the fact that right now we're on the downswing, I just need Patriot fans to realize that's what, because they get delusional. They forget. They have this expectation that like, no, we're, we, I get it. We're the true America's team. And that's why I had such high no, expectations, no, such high expectations over this. And all of my hopes and dreams were based on this on one game. And we <laughs> got destroyed in this game. 38 to 3. They, they didn't compete whatsoever. The glory days are over. Okay? And only thing I ask of my beloved Patriots, I'm going to ask you oh one thing. Man. Lose. Listen, don't go out there and go 9 and 8. You're like the worst fan in the world. I don't care. Don't, That's like no, the worst no, advice. No, no, no. That no. is the worst no. advice. Because the problem is that oh they, 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 they want to go ahead and push them once to go out, go nine and eight, go seven and ten, six and eleven, lose. You just You're, proved how spoiled you are, and I'm going to tell you why. No, as, I, a, as a diehard Buck fan, as a diehard Buck fan that went through a lot of losses, okay, to, for you to be like, go oh, ahead, go to, ahead, to, to, tell me some nonsense. I yeah, know where you're going. No, go listen, ahead. listen go to ahead. go nine and eight. You know how many teams out there would love for their franchise to be nine and eight, and you're like, don't go nine and eight. I don't care. That's just how spoiled you are. We are the New England Patriots. Spoiled. We are not Nobody the cares. we are not the Carolina Panthers. It doesn't matter. So we're not going to be like high fiving for a nine and eight, seven and ten record, six and eleven. You lose. The reason you lose is because Mac Jones uh, isn't the guy. Mac Jones, you played you so bad. You should have told me that last week before I picked <laughs> no, him up. You should have so told me bad. before I made him a pickup. We have Caleb Williams right Horrible. there, Horrible. right there waiting. Maybe even Shadir Sanders. I don't know if he's going to come out yet. But you have some prime prospects waiting. For the love of God, New England, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to make the playoffs this year. Stop holding on to go ahead and for your five, six victories, lose. On the, on the one hand, I love hearing the whole backstory because you're a passionate NFL fan. This is why we're doing this podcast. On the other hand, you're a spoiled little brat. Who do you got? <laughs> Who do you have next? Hold on, let me wipe my face real quick. Hold on. <laughs> This guy dude was crying. Arizona, San Francisco. Oh, God. Uh, the, Car- <laughs> the Cardinals, uh, they, they've bought into their coach, man. If you're looking at the Cardinals, unlike the Patriots, right? This is one more last dig there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're one in three, but they're one in three different, right? Different way than the one in three Patriots. They're, they're one in three, but they're bought into their system. They're, they're, they're losing games four, three. Those are the score losses prior to the Cardinals as far as those losses were. And and we knew that the 49ers were going to end up winning this game. I think we both picked the Niners to win this game. I think the whole nation picked the Niners to win this game. They showed basically what the Cowboys did in the previous week, that even with a team like the Cardinals, who always comes to play, it looks like, they can still win games, right? They, they show that they're the number one team in the in the league right now. So just a, just a great game. But again, Cardinals, Patrick Schell's on the back. You guys are doing things right. And uh, hopefully those those will soon start turning into wins for you. I don't know what game you're watching. I mean, the, the Cardinals came to play against the Cowboys, and they beat them. They lost 35 to 16. So because they didn't get blown out by 40, then they're like, hey, you did all right. What did you do? This, no, no, the no. Niners? Hold, hold on. I'm about just to make sure. Four and three, the score losses prior to the Cardinals. So giving them credit when it's due. You, what I'm saying is that they lost the game by four. They lost the game by three. That, that says a lot. And then for this game, 16-21 to 21 to start the fourth. That, that, I mean, again, there's no moral you lost. But what I'm saying is that they're there's, staying in the game. Last time I checked, this game is four full quarters. You don't get credit because, hey, we kept it close for three quarters. See, that is the you, you, mindset you know, you know, of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Oh, I'm going to get you Who right wants here. to go ahead and be like, right here. So happy with the fact that, but we were closed after two quarters. Listen, we were closed after three quarters. 
championship pedigree like the New England Nobody Patriots. Nobody wants to. And you were going, no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Okay, look. Your hypocrisy knows no bounds with you. And yeah, I know. You can't even hold a straight face because I'm going to tell you right now. If the Patriots were 16-21 to 21 to start the fourth, Johnny, you wouldn't have been saying that. You would have been like, this is what I expected. Now let's win Jones. At-. No, no. I don't want to hear it. I don't know what you're you talking about. You can't cry bloody river on the last on the last one and then say, oh, we're winning in the fourth, winning in the fourth. Your hypocrisy knows no bounds, has, my friend. Has anyone in Holy. the history of this human <laughs> language ever heard of anybody calling bloody river? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> bloody river, no. Thank, that was interesting, sure. From now on, I will. I'm just going to go ahead. Anytime, you're, anytime you say some nonsense from moving forward, I'm just going to say, bloody river. <laughs> Anyway, listen, what do you expect? The Niners are not the Cowboys. Bert, Purdy was near perfect. He went 20 for 21, 283 amazing, yards and a touchdown. Amazing, McCaffrey's amazing. looking like a real MVP candidate. 106 yards rushing, 70, 71 yards receiving, four total touchdowns. Purdy has yet to lose a regular season game. Insane. Okay, Insane. but no, let's 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 give credit to the Cardinals who kept it close through three quarters. Just because New England couldn't do it, buddy, doesn't mean you got to get all mad about the Cardinals. Okay, just because they're playing better football than you are right now. Chiefs and Jets. Chiefs and Jets, twenty-three to twenty. Uh, I wanna, I definitely wanna congratulate the uh, referees for this one. I mean, it looked like Mahomes did a jersey exchange with the refs at the end of the game. I have never seen so many call non non calls. Excuse me for holding on the offensive line. Like, I'm not sure. Did you watch the highlights on that, John? Oh, I watched the game. I watched so, the highlights. And, and, and then, of course, you got the Sauce Gardner gets the holding call, right? And it gates the Michael Carter interception. So, uh, my highlights for this one is very simple. I like to see Aaron Rodgers out there. I think that's what helped him keep this game close, having his leadership there. Uh, ultimately, it was a you know costly fumble by Zach Wilson in the fourth, of course. But, but again... You know, I don't care that the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions from before. I don't care that they're favored to win this game. I don't like seeing games being ref this way. You're taking away entertainment from the fans that want to watch and enjoy these games. It was just just call after call after call in that fourth quarter that really pissed me off. And nobody expected the Jets, more specifically their their quarterback Wilson, to show up and actually compete. And they almost won this game. The NFL sure didn't they didn't expect well, this to happen. And they made sure the yep. refs knew yep. to ensure this Kansas City victory a bunch of as obvious plays went against the Jets. And when obvious penalties were committed to them, the flag stayed in the ref's pocket. You know, this was the best game by Wilson I've seen. And he deserved a real shot to win this game. We've been bashing, not just me. I don't think I've ever seen a starting quarterback get bashed more than this kid, Wilson. James and Winston. E- even here. No, James Wilson deserved it. James Winston, it was one. When, when you start doing some dumb things, like like this dumb W eating, he's eating victories, <laughs> he's slicking his fingers, and he's you're, you're kind of uh, um, really out there throwing it out there, and you're loud, you're brash. And you go and throw out 30, you know, picks. But, you know, Zach Wilson, even then, people will look at it and be like, oh, my God, this guy has some skills. He turns the ball over too much. But Zach Wilson was being called publicly, publicly. Oh, my God. The the commenters on Sunday Night Football were, were... were saying that he the exact words is he's garbage. Yeah, that was your boy Harrison. He was a it patriot. was my boy Harrison. Yeah, and and I I commented about this on Twitter and social media. Like this is why this guy keeps getting demoted. That's not right. That's not okay. I don't approve of those type of comments in the end, especially because you're talking about kids listening, watching the game, and all that. You're calling another grown man trash. 
are you kidding me? Like, 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 who are you? You know, like, yeah. that's ridiculous. There's only one man that's okay to call trash, and that is the backup quarterback for quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's okay oh, because wow. I mean, that's wow. his name. What's, Look, what's just the big deal? Just because you're one and three, and my Bucks are three and one. What? Okay, you, you, man. You See, the season's not over yet, oh, but we're getting that number one pick. <laughs> Seahawks and Giants. Yeah, Seahawks and Giants. We ended with Monday Night Football in the most depressing game, I think, of the of the of the week. Really, uh, you talk about disappointment. Twenty four to three. Uh, the Giants. Three points from the Giants. I really think that the coach has lost the team. I really think that. I really think that he he did well last year. Um, you got Daniel Jones now. I got the right Jones. You, you just can't be the leading rusher. Ten for sixty six yards. That's ridiculous. You you can't do that and expect to win. Uh, rookie cornerback Devin Witherspoon scored a 97-yard interception returning late in the third, and that was really what put the nail in the coffin for me. Uh, a bit of a boring game. And the last thing I'll say about the Seahawks, I, I can't seem to get them right. Uh, on the, I bash them, they win. I, I don't bash them. I just I can't get them right, and, and I had them losing this one. So Yeah, just like I said last week, the Hawks are going to dominate the Giants, and I specifically said that the Giants are not going to score a touchdown, only field goals. You didn't say that. I 100% did. I suggest you go back and, and hear uh, that again. I don't know any tape. I don't know any tape, folks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I demand people listening to the Florida Man Podcast to listen to both episodes and check. <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go, go ahead. But the Giants O-line, um, listen, they're terrible. Mm. Daniel Jones was running for his life. He was sad. 10 times 10 times and still managed to somehow survive Gino didn't have to do much he threw for a touchdown 110 yards passing I thought it was a record 11 sacks wasn't it uh was it a, I think it was 11 okay, sacks yeah. so even 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 worse here mm-hmm. but uh, the defense held this one down for the team the Giants are listen there's the bad team and without Barkley it's nearly impossible for this team to win Nope. These are the games that were last week, folks, the games that we watched. As far as record goes, uh, you know, he better be lucky than good. I always say with Johnny. You, you can't Johnny, say every Johnny, week. Johnny, every I, but, but who won last single, week? Who won last wait, week? You won last week. Okay, you won so last not every week. single week. Yes. So last week, Johnny goes 12-4. and four. I go 11-5. and five. Like I'm gonna see. I'm gonna be a gentleman. You didn't give me a stage. I'm gonna give you a stage to say something mm-hmm. before I. But first, I want to say is this: before we go into the picks, keep in mind, folks, we are undefeated for Thursday night football. That's pretty cool. After four weeks, if you you know, if you ask me. But uh, go ahead, twelve and four, Johnny. What do no, you say about that? It's just something week? to where sometimes I, I marvel at my own genius. See, and I went twelve and four. I've previously won thirteen and three. My worst week is still double digit in victories. Like. If if I and when I I would have won even I would have won had a, such a I probably would have had two losses this week but my heart was the Patriots my my fanhood was on the line against them we boys. all know your heart and, and Patriot after that and I went for them and they let me down like, let me down horribly so even even still even with those things moving forward it's just gonna be a bet. With my head, I'm no longer getting into the mix of things. Oh, really? So if you think 12 and four and 13 and three is good, okay. just wait. Just well, I'm going to make I'm going to make another statement then before we go over these week's games, Johnny. This week I am going undefeated. You heard it here first. <laughs> I am going undefeated in my picks. I, 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 it's it's one thing to be undefeated. It's another thing to call your own shot, Kobe. All right. Okay. 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 So here we all go. Right, right. We're going to start with Thursday night football. We've got the Thursday, Bears. Thursday night football. Yeah. yeah. Bears right. commanders. They're, of course, commanders are at home. They're two and two. They're one and one at home. Who do you got, Johnny? I mean, it's obvious that Washington is playing at home and has a good defense and an offense that shows up more than one game. Washington wins this and Chicago gets their 15th straight 
loss. Wow. Yeah, and, and it's hard to say this because the Bears are playing better. They came alive last week, but for me as well, it's it's too much on defense. The Bears, hard. Yeah, the Bears are playing better, uh, but just not enough to get the W. Give me the Commanders as well. Let's go on to the Jaguars and Bills. They're going to be playing once again uh, in London, Jaguars and Bills. Now, before you tell me who you're, you're going to pick, Johnny, mm-hmm. I think you said some, some like, oh, Jaguars are always undefeated over there. So you better not. You better not can pick we, the Bills. Can we skip this one and come back to no, it? No, no, no. Who do you, who do you got? Who Listen, do you got? <laughs> it's, it's clear. The Jaguars, they, <laughs> they don't lose overseas, okay? Jags do not lose in England and Germany in the Europe for whatever reason. You know, it's maybe because you know it's it's uh, the the Jaguar brand. Mm. It's established in is that what it is in England, but the Jacksonville Jaguars will shock <laughs> the world and show the offense we all expected to see. Amazing English accent. I should be an actor. Okay, so let's get back to reality here. Jaguars, again, this is the Florida Man Podcast. I want you to win. I want you to have a good year mm-hmm. so we can talk about you. But ultimately, Bills are going to make the Jags a sub-500 team again. Until the Jags can beat a team with a winning a winning record. This is it's, the one. It, it's Jack fans, hang on to your roller coaster. I don't know. It's going to be a roller coaster season. I don't know what Johnny's talking about. This is the one. This is the one. You're right that they need to show something and do something. And everything says that the Bills should win this game. Everything says. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they get this extra, you know, power when they play in England. When they play, maybe because, you know, their owner is Indian or something. And and when they play overseas, they just become this whole other force. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to shock the world. Well, I hope I'm wrong. And win in bloody old England. If they do the same thing they did against Atlanta, I don't know if they're going to get away with it. We've got the Texans and the Falcons. Keep in mind, Johnny, before you give me your prediction, the Falcons are at home where they are 2-0 and at home. Who do you got? Now, this is a tough game to call. They're both evenly matched. But uh, I love the way this Houston team has looked the last few games. Give me Houston. I hate you. I pick Houston as well. They're going to go to Atlanta, give the Falcons their first loss of the season. Moving to the Panthers at the Lions. Who do you got for this one? I love how you try to talk me into picking the uh, Atlanta. It's just like, <laughs> they haven't lost at home yet. I'm like, okay. Listen, Detroit's defense has shown that they 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 can't really they shown they can't really push QBs around. And this young QB with the yips, you know, Detroit is going to take this one. Uh, I hope this Carolina kid somehow turns it around. Um, he looked really good in college. I liked him as a college QB, but he hasn't shown me anything that shows that he's going to win a team like Detroit. Did, did you just take the yips from me that I've been saying in previous episodes? I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, it's so bad. I don't know what you're talking Man, about here. Man, my material just keeps getting stolen. So give me the Lions for this one. The rookie continues to struggle. Uh, the Lions are the real deal this year. They already had their game where they lost when they weren't supposed to lose. Um, so they cannot afford to lay another egg for me. They're going to win this one. Give me the Lions to win with ease. So the, this guy, you just literally said exactly what I said regarding Detroit from a couple weeks ago. Everything, every part of that part was stolen from me. You're welcome, Chris. I have no idea. What, what are you talking about? Everything in terms of like uh, Detroit. So Detroit still... has already lost the game they should have won. So now they're not going to do it two weeks in a row. Then right, here you are. Contenders. Steal. Exactly. real contenders. Listen, I'm glad you're listening to the Florida they're, Man podcast. They're, they're real contenders. I'm glad you listened to it. And you take everything I say, and then you, oh you recycle God. it. Look, well look, done, Chris. Look, well done. Look passionate, Johnny. We all know how you feel about these teams. I, I, your passion just sticks out. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, t- Titans and Colts. That's, Colts not, are, that's not my passion. Yeah, okay. Titans and Colts. Colts are at home. The Colts are 0-2 at home. Do they get their first win at home against the Titans? Listen, uh, will Taylor be back? 
you know, they're they're playing at home. You know, it really doesn't matter. I have the Colts winning this game. Ooh, okay. You've got the Colts winning this game? Yeah. I've got a huge game of 500 teams. The Titans make the Colts 0-3 at home. Back-to-back Derrick Henry appearances. Give me uh, give me the Titans on this one. No, I don't trust um, the Tennessee having any type of consistency. They had a good game last week. I'll give you that. But this an, this is an old team. Old teams don't travel well. Oh. Old teams can't go ahead and, and replicate that type of game they just had. This Colts team is a young Fast team. Richardson's going to manage the ball better than Tannehill. Henry he had a good game. Can he? Can old Henry do that again? You're, I don't know. You're, you're forgetting that I'm going undefeated this year, this week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm forgetting that because yep. it's not going to happen. <laughs> Giants, the poor Giants. Then they're going to be the away team in this one, taking on the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. You're, you're going to take the Giants again this week. Does that tape that you saw last week that you saw? The Giants are winning this game from this tape that I had seen there. Look, listen, listen. Hey, hey, hey. Patriots <laughs> lost. Patriots lost. Patriots lost. <laughs> Patriots lost. My, you son of a... Miami needs, you know, to, to feel like themselves again. Right. And after getting beat by the Bills Mafia in Buffalo, you know, they're going to go ahead and win this game easily against a team that, you know, loses easily. Yeah, you got the hashtag palate cleanser game here. At home, hosting the Giants. Win big. Get the ship back on track. Three touchdowns or more for this one. Just the Dolphins are too good at home, I think, ultimately, at the end of the day. So it doesn't matter. Uh, Saints and Patriots, Johnny. Again, the Saints and Patriots. I I dare you. I dare you to say the Patriots are going to beat the Saints. Listen, the Patriots, they look horrendous. But 0-2 at home. But uh, I'm telling you right now that... Even with that, the Saints with a banged-up car, it doesn't look much better. They're playing in Gillette Stadium. The Pats win, but I prefer them to lose. Oh, you're, yo, you're, <laughs> your hypocrisy knows no bounds, well, bro. They, they're going to win this oh game. Oh, my God. They're going to win this I game. I want you to tank. I want you to tank. I want you to... Yeah, oh, tank. Oh, oh, Patriots winning this one. You see, Patriots, this, this Patriots, guy's full Patriots of crap. winning in Gillette Stadium, folks. Uh, uh, Christian's full of crap. Look, he wants to sit here and tell me, look, as long as I've known Christian, we talked a lot of football. And there's been plenty of seasons where he's kind of like, man, just lose. I don't want to go. I don't want to go ahead and finish the game regular season. If you're not going to win the Super Bowl, why does it matter? Yeah, but what's that, great about food second place? What's good about third place? Stop stealing my material. No, I'm telling. No, there, there is a there is a difference when you are a Bucks oh. fan, when you are a Bears fan, no. when you're a Lions it's, fan. I can name 90 percent no. of the league, and we have losing seasons. We can think oh, like that. You are not allowed to think like that. When you want as much as you I, want, you don't a, deserve to think a, like the, that. The thing is that it's just because we have the greatest owner. Oh in, my God! In football. No, we're done. Robert Kraft. Okay. Yes, and, and he goes ahead. No, no, because oh you're, you're, you're so focused on we're going to have losing seasons, and it's fine. But good owners keep those losing seasons to a minimum. Yeah. They don't extend them. I'm sorry that we're not the Detroit Lions or Chicago Bears who enjoy 23rd a lifetime reason, of losing seasons. The reason seasons. why you just had your emotional breakdown you had a few minutes ago is <laughs> it's because you're not used to this. So you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth in the same podcast. I'm not talking. And say you want them to take lose. they're going to win. No, lose. All right, so we, have, anyway, we have solid so, so then quarterback pick, so then prospects. Be, a man, be the man. Pick the Saints to win. Be a man. No, I, I'm telling you that I want the Saints to win, but uh, the Patriots. But who are you picking? Are, the Patriots are winning at home. I hate you. I'm picking the Patriots to win as well. Waste my time on that one. <laughs> Patriots win. Belichick gets his 300 win, first win at home. Uh, it's crazy to think, though. All joking aside, we are already a quarter into it, and you still haven't won at home. That's incredible for the Patriots. Take that one while it hurts. Ravens and Steelers. <laughs> the Ravens are. Excuse me. The Steelers are at home. However, the picket to pickets connection won't be there. Who do you got for this one? Uh, Pittsburgh offense looks pathetic, and most likely Trubisky will start for them. So I'm not sure if that's a better option than a little hand picket, 
but the Ravens are going. <laughs> the, Ravens, oh, the Ravens are going to win this game. So I've said this before in previous podcasts. I'll say it again. It's so hard to bet against Tomlin at home, even with the struggles. They're a 500 team at one and one. Uh, give me the Ravens for this one, just because again the injuries are mounting. So give me the Ravens and give me the fact that Lamar Jackson is just he's he's playing unbelievable, consistent football right now. So I'm going to take the Ravens for this one uh, to win. You've got uh, the uh, Eagles and the Rams. Keep in mind that they are 0-1 at home. The Rams are, Johnny. And keep in mind that I said before that the Eagles have won by very small amounts. Who do you got for this one? Now, this is going to be a close game. And the Eagles do have holes in the secondary. Mm -hmm. uh, It is a home game for the Rams. But, you know, nobody roots for the Rams, even in L.A., because that's a fake L.A. team. So, Eagles fans will take over that stadium. Eagles remain undefeated. Rams are garbage. So you know how I said that I am going to be going undefeated and everybody should be writing. If you want to look Vegas right now, I'm not a betting man, okay. but if you're listening to me right now Go and you're, you're going to be the first, you're going to be seven or 16, whatever many games are this week and oh, undefeated, the Rams are going to knock the Eagles down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking the, I'm telling you right now, it's the high powered offense that it is the Rams. It's you, the coach listening to the podcast, you bashing him all the time. <laughs> Give me the Rams to get their first win at home. Is Cooper Cup back this week? Uh, he is. So I figure that you saw that you automatically think, Listen, Puka right now is leading this offense. Mm-hmm. So Cooper Cup's coming in a little rusty. He's going to have some dumb passes. The secondary is suspect for the Eagles. But that offensive and defensive line for the Eagles is far far superior. Don't, don't backpedal now. You're taking I'm not. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm telling you. I'm saying you're, you're thinking what a lot of fools are thinking no. is that Cooper Cup, Puka, oh, my God, they're going to no, throw. No. And they see the holes. I even no. mentioned it, the holes in the secondary no, what that the I'm Eagles seeing, have. See, this is why my, my analysis is just gold while you're still you're still in training wheels. Okay, here, okay. here's why I'm picking the Rams, so I have to clarify. Uh-huh, go ahead. The Eagles have won by short amounts, and oh winning is God. winning. Oh my but when they have not dealt with the high offense, the octane offense that is the Rams. And then to your point, if Coop does play, which I believe he is, that only adds more. To that, so that's why I'm picking them. You see, no, you see when you watch football, no, Johnny, you have to God. use strategy. You have to go with your gut, and yep. you have to go with analysis. And that's, well, that's, well, that's, we'll that's see, what you Stafford, have to do. who's a statue, um, and and doesn't have a very good <laughs> offensive line, and you're going to have all this pressure on him. So when you have a dominant defensive line, and they're going to pressure in it with a weak offensive line by the Rams, and then vice versa, like the the, the Eagles are going to run all over this Rams defense. It's not going to be as close as you think. It'll remain close to the type of games that Chris loves. He's going to be so happy that the Rams have kept it close for two or three quarters. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Eagles are winning by more than two, uh, at least two touchdowns. Oh, we're going to see. You got the Bengals and Cardinals. The Cardinals that we were just talking about making that comeback. They're one and one at home. They're one and three overall. They are playing the Bengals, Johnny. Who's got this one? Man, uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about this game a lot, and it's like, Burrow can't throw. They're playing in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but the Cardinals, nope, nope, can't do it. Nope, Bengals win. I'm sorry. Can't, I, cannot, I am not picking Arizona. This, Bengals are winning this game. And this is why. Give me the Cardinals. Yep. Until can't the Bengals it. can put a complete game together, it's the Cardinals who find a way to win at home. Again, like I, I'm really bought into players that buy into the system, and that's what's going on in Arizona right now, even without a quarterback that they desperately need. So give me the Cardinals to win this one Listen, at home. The, the, the Cardinals have 
Jada Pinkett Smith as their quarterback. Oh, and wow. I, I, and and wow. I don't care that they beat the, the Cowboys. <laughs> wow. I don't care if they beat the Cowboys. I am not picking Arizona to beat the Bengals. Wow. I get it. I looked at it, and I was like, man. But if Burrow can just – listen, you're not going to sit. You need you can't throw downfield. It's just, This needs to be a West Coast offense. West Coast offense, you can still get plenty of yardage, dump passes – to Higgins, to Chase, and just move the ball. Run the ball with Mixon. It, you can win this game against this Arizona team. Of course, once once again, one has to be right, one has to be wrong. Uh, we've got a few more games here. Johnny, tell me about the Jets and the Broncos. The Broncos, of course, are the home team, and they are 0-2 at home. Do they get the W? Now, can Wilson repeat his performance against the Chiefs? I haven't really seen true consistency from this kid his entire career. So why the heck am I going to start seeing it now? Denver wins this. They win two in a row against the Jets. Yeah, and I don't see um, – and, and Jets are going to play tough. They played tough last week against Kansas City. I see them playing tough again. But give me the Broncos to win two in a row. Another home team gets the first win at home here. He's going to copy all of my picks. That's why he's. That's why this guy says I'm going undefeated because he's just picking all the I, picks I, I'm going I with. literally yeah, have five. We, anyway. have, we, we already have five anyway. different picks. I'm the one that picks the hard games. Like right. like, like taking you, – you took the Eagles, right? How are you winning? How are you winning against uh, right now our record right now? How are you doing right now? You're getting stomped on. So don't say – What? You're getting stomped on. Every you say means nothing to me right now. Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Chiefs and Vikings. The Chiefs and Vikings. The Vikings are the home team at 0-2. Who do you got, Johnny? You you can do better. I expect better from you, okay? All right. Listen, this is going to be a a high-scoring game when the refs are going to try very hard to give this game to the Chiefs. But upset alert, folks. Upset alert. The Vikings win this game. I hate you at home. Are you kidding I me? Hate you. Are you kidding I hate me? You. I, well, don't look at my notes. Oh my no, god! No, this I'm taking guy. the Vikings here, and I'm taking them for re- different reasons. Oh my god! I in the Florida Man podcast, I stay consistent in what I say, and I told you guys. I said in a previous podcast, I said Vikings fans, don't worry, you're zero and three, but guess what? Wins are coming. So I'm sticking to my script, Johnny. That you're clearly copying. Yeah. Uh, the even, Vikings, though, even though the, I go the first, Vikings, yeah. the Vikings are going to come back. We've got five games that are different, but look, we have we have they're going to come back with a sense of urgency and. Bottom line, too, why I'm taking the Vikings, not just because I've, I've been talking about them in previous mm-hmm, episodes, mm-hmm. but because I, I can't stand the Chiefs and what they did with the refs. I can't get over that, so give me the Vikings to win this one. Yeah, man, Chris is consistent. He's consistently wrong, so it's uh-huh. nice that he wants he has that. Uh-huh. Cowboys and the 49ers, game of the week, uh, Sunday night football looks like. The home team, of course, being the Niners. Be a man, Johnny. Be a man. Who do you pick for this one? Are you serious? Do you, do you really think this, this, this truly is the game of the week? Yeah, so it is. Um, Dallas, you beat the Jets, <laughs> you beat the Giants, and you beat the Patriots. Mm. Okay, and you did so on the back of your defense while losing to the Cardinals. San Francisco matches your defense and has a better offense. San Francisco shows Dallas a preview of what will happen to them if they meet in the playoffs again this year. San Francisco wins. Just they're angry about what the Cowboys did to the Patriots. Oh God! He found a way to they, look. Uh, um, Wes Welker is on the San Francisco staff, mm. and he's upset about what happened. 
I'm not going to go into this whole dissertation that Johnny likes to do with teams. This one is very easy for all of us here. It's the 49ers. They're, basically, the 49ers this year are going to have to lose a game to create doubt. Or other than that, they're going to be running the table. I see them. I'm not going to jinx them like Johnny did to the Miami Dolphins. But they're a serious team that could go on a run on the long run because Brock Purdy still hasn't lost. So just incredible. Give me the Niners. Easy win here against the Cowboys. This guy. Yep. Be and, a man. Be a man. Until, look, though, until the Cowboys play and beat a significant team, this is what's going to happen. So hopefully, you know, they make well, it that's nice game. that you, you're using the exact same argument that I use with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, you, 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 like, you've been biting listen, on all my until material. Until you actually beat somebody that matters, you, you're just you, a doormat. You, they beat the Vikings. You're, 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 you're eating my material, so I might as well, you know, okay. come on yours. Uh, we've got the Packers and the Raiders closing this out. Monday night football. Keep in mind that the Raiders are on one at home. The Packers coming off that tough loss. Be a man, Johnny. Who do you got for this one? Who do you got for this one? Why, why do this? This is because you said we have about five games that we don't. Yeah. That, that, so according to you, you're going. I'm if, going undefeated. If, if you're going undefeated, yeah. then hey, then I'm, I only have five losses, but that's not how it's going to work. Okay. So that's fine. Can the Raiders get it together? Can the Packers stop their old wide receiver? They're playing at home. I'm betting that Garoppolo plays. You know, he's still recovering from that concussion. The Raiders players are quoted as being tired of losing. Now, the Raiders lose this game. I can see a real possibility that Josh McDaniels is fired after this week. He is playing for his job. He knows this. Raiders win. Yep. Uh, The only true thing that actually made sense in your rant this time was that the coach will get fired. And the coach is going to get fired because the Green Bay Packers are going to win in Las Vegas. They're going to beat the Raiders. Packers are going to bounce back. Jordan Love's going to have a bounce back game. And yes, the coach will be fine. Man, I feel really good about my picks. I feel really good about my picks. I was feeling good about my picks. And then you said some nonsense about how you're going undefeated. And I, I am. And then I really just looking at everything we talked about. And now, honestly, both comment guys. I think I'm going undefeated. I think I <laughs> You're go. such a piece of crap. Think, You're such a piece of crap. I, yo, I, I am I, done with you biting my stuff, dude. Think, Holy majoli. I think I'm going to Jesus is the I, Lord. I think oh I'm going undefeated, God. guys. You heard it here first. Calling it beforehand. Wow. I am going undefeated with my picks. Just, just I can't put the money in the bank. Go ahead and take the get a second I, mortgage I out. I can't. Bet everything you got on my picks. It's I, happening. I, I can't stand you sometimes. Okay, listen. When we go uh, another... God, you're the worst. <laughs> we go another successful week of picks by yours truly, you know, uh, to go, you know, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, like I continue to do week after week, solidify my football dominance. But let's talk about the area yeah. where so far I haven't been very dominant. Trash. This, where you're trash. Where listen, you suck. You're the worst it's, thing. It's, it's, you're the scum of the scum underneath the sink. Go ahead. It's such a strange <laughs> start of the year for everyone. And I am hurting. But it's still early and everyone has plenty of time to recover. That's true. So, you know, we are in need of recovery. Myself included. I'm sure there's plenty of you guys are. Who are your top waiver wire picks this week, Chris? Yeah, let's before I give you my waiver picks, uh, Johnny. Let's just dig a little deeper because when you're saying you're in the dumps, like what's your record? I don't know. What, what are you? Um, what's the record? Uh, what's the uh, the New England Patriots record? Oh, because I one, I, one I love three. my Patriots so much. Oh I God, say, you know what? you're such a you know. All what? right, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to hear that anymore. So you're one and three. You're one and three, and you just got the beat down last week. By the way, folks. So yes, I destroyed. I don't even want to tell you the score because this is ridiculous. But anyways, waiver pickup. 
I, I, I owe it to the fans that are listening to the Florida Man Sports Podcast after the Jones fiasco that was last week. That was my first bad pickup, folks. So I'm going to bounce back for you. You ready? If your quarterback is hurt or you're in a bye week with your quarterback, you need to pick up Sam Howell. With the bye week starting, here's the QB. He's only rostered in 13% of ESPN leagues. If Just for one week if you need him, right? Uh, he's going to give you some points. I'm predicting 20 to 25 points this week, which for a backup, that's more than enough. Sam Howell, who do you got? Sam Howell, huh? I mean, I, I should have known. Like, whenever I look at Chris and I are obviously in the same, you know, fantasy football league. And I scratch my head sometimes when I see some of his waiver wire pickups. And I saw Sam Howell. And I was like, what? What? Why, 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 why do you, you question my greatness? I'm undefeated. Why are you questioning why my greatness? Sam Howell. All right. That, that undefeated Jesus. streak is about to come to an oh, end. Oh, God. Because <laughs> Sam Howell ain't winning you any oh, games. Okay. Who do you got? Denver's running back, McLaughlin. Now becomes the lead running back for Denver with uh, Javante Williams' injury. Mm. Look, I know it's Denver, and it's difficult to get a, but it's difficult to get a lead running back off the waiver wire this far into the season. And when you get an opportunity to do so, less than one percent of, of rosters have this guy. So he's dropped close to twenty points with, uh, on the Broncos, uh, um, with the Broncos, and now face the Jets. Yeah, he's worth picking up if you're like me and many others struggling with a uh, actually Suck. having a a. <laughs> Every most people are having issues with running backs because mm. there are not a lot of premier running mm. backs here. So if you're able to go ahead and pick up a running back, number one running back, this late into the game that nobody has, he's worth a shot. So you're saying he's, I'm talking about bringing somebody in for a bye week, right? As far as like the quarterback, you're saying that he's an RB one. What I'm saying is that he's the running the lead running back for the Denver Broncos. So, but they're, are you saying he's an RB one or is he a flex option? Well, most you are going to the first bye week of the season. So he could be, depending on your team, I won't say RB1. He could be an okay. RB2 or he can right. be a flex. Okay. But still, it depends on, there's not a whole lot of, of running backs. A lot of you guys maybe have one solid running back and that's it. Oh, except you know, for me, Johnny. I got three of them. No, you team. had three, then you right, traded right. that one away. Yeah. You would be coming into having Jonathan Taylor and looking, looking good, but you traded him away. So. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I traded him for a couple of people, including Montgomery, who, by the way, destroyed you man, last week. So thank you for mentioning no, that, by man. the way. Thank you for teeing that up for me. I appreciate yeah, that. PTSD. M- moving, <laughs> moving on to people that maybe we should be letting go, Johnny. Who do you got on your list that, you know what, it's time to cut ties? I have two guys to let go. I'm two. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead when and, and mention, mention when one. When you're one and three, I thought you'd have five. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm gonna drop, but mention one. I'm going to let you go, then I'll go on my, right. my other guy. Right. That way, so I don't take up too much of your time. Mm. You know, um, the first is the guy we spoke about last week. Um, you know, we spoke about last week, and we actually even spoke about him a little earlier in the podcast. I spoke about him. Guys, this is Joe Burrow. Okay. He is last, wow. close to last, in just about every category wow. that matter. He got you four points last week. Okay, your starting quarterback got you four points, and that really only happens, you know, previously injuries or things happen where you're out of the game after a couple quarters or or something happens on that. He's rich. He's reached double digits this year only one time, only one game this year. I know it's difficult, but it's time to let go of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow isn't that dude this year. It's not his fault. He has his injury. But you have to stop holding on to him like he's all of a sudden going to become Joe of old. He's not. He's just old Joe. So you need to move on from Joe Burrow. I would expect one in three to say that. I expect that coming from you. That's horrible. Okay. You want to give that one now? Was, was, I, was I right? Because you, last you, week I said... 
You hold on to Chase, but you get rid of Burrow. Chase did okay because he's going to get his points. You keep him on your bench. You keep him on your no, bench. No, you get rid of Listen, if you have if you have the luxury of having him on your bench, great. But then you're going to have that struggle like, oh, do I put him in, put him in? And you're always going to second-guess yourself, start thinking, no, Burrow's going to break out this year. Burrow's going to break out this week. This week is going to do it. He's not. He's not going to. If the Cincinnati puts him on IR then go ahead and put them on your RR reserve slot. They're great. But if they refuse to do so, which I suspect they will, it's time to drop a move on. Even Sam Howell is a better option fantasy-wise than, <laughs> than Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm tired of you biting on my stuff. Speaking of people that you got to let go, Johnny, and you just got to let it go, okay? especially if you're one in three or you know those people, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell <laughs> is at the top of the list. If you have Kenneth Gainwell on your on your team, He's not even worth a bench spot at this point. Just cut ties with him. I know you either drafted him or you picked him up, you know, after the first week because he's rostered in over fifty percent of of of, of um, you know rosters. He's just he shouldn't even be starting for you. Like I don't even that's not a flex option. There are better options on the waiver wire if you're desperate. He's averaging seven point eight points. Like even in our league right now, there's a running back for the for the Bears who's averaging more than that. So even right now, so again, hint hint. If you have Kenneth Gainwell. Cut ties. Don't start him. Do you? People were hanging on to him because of DeAndre Swift. He's known for getting injured. Like, how's that going for you? Let it go. Um, I don't agree with that. Uh, Swift is known to get injured, and uh, it's killing. He, he, He's killing. He, he was the 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 starting back for the Eagles in Week One. And then he had gotten injured. They took him out for one week, got injured ribs, got recovered, and he's back. And obviously Swift came in and he took that lead position again. It's a matter of time before Swift gets injured again, and they're going to go ahead and use How him. How bad there. do you have to lose so, though, to keep him? So and to, you to get you there. hold on to you do not oh, drop okay. that guy. You All hold right. on to him. You wait for him there. Now my other guy to drop is simple guys. It's not as complicated as the things Chris likes to make. It's Kyle Pitts. I am so tired of hearing about Kyle. Pitts. This guy was supposed to be the next Gronk, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, but looking more like Kellen Winslow, Winslow Jr. Absolute bust. Maybe it's the team. You know, since Atlanta likes to run the ball 50 times a game, yeah. and they, they when they throw to the tight end, it's the backup, but they don't utilize the guy like they should. Pitts is averaging 5.6 points per game. 5.6. Now, Let's go, you know, let's, you need to let go of that hype that surrounds this guy and pick up literally any other tight end. Save yourself the anxiety from watching these Atlanta games thinking that, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to start using them. They're not. Pitts was supposed to be amazing coming out of University of Florida. And I know the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, and maybe other, an offense, a, a prolific offense like the Cowboys or San Francisco, they can actually use this guy, and I can see them using him to their full advantage. He's on the Atlanta Falcons, and the Atlanta Falcons don't know how to use this guy. You're not going to get – he hasn't got double-digit points yet. He's not going to. You, 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 if you're going to hold on to him, you throw him in on a bye week for one week, and then that's it. But you're not going to get any trade value for this guy. So if you need the roster spot, just dump him. Look, ultimately, ultimately – Again, this is just coming two sides of the the coin. It's not that I want to disagree with Johnny on this. It's that to me, it doesn't make sense. And here's why. A lot of you drafted this guy high. A lot of you did, right? And as far as ESPN drafts and projections. And now you've got a guy who, yes, he's not your starter, but you should already have two tight ends. You should already have two two tight ends that you can put in so that you can bench him for now. There's talk that he may get traded, Johnny. I am not ready to, and I don't have him on my team, but if you do, 
you bench him, you have another tight end starting for now, and you wait to see if he gets traded. If, if he does get traded, which is what I believe is going to happen because he's disgruntled at this point, then guess what? You're going to have a starter to to put back in or to trade. There's no real talk of this guy being traded. Oh, yes, there is. The, the only people, don't, the people doing talk about him being traded, the people who talk about him being traded are the people wanting him being traded, like you and I. We all want Pitts to be traded, but there's no real... Like, okay, the GM's actively looking to trade this guy. Pitts is so disgruntled that he wants out. This isn't a Jonathan Taylor situation. Yeah, I'm sure he's not happy. He shouldn't be happy. But uh, they just got him a couple years ago. They have a young team. They're trying to build around them. So what I, will you do when he does get traded? What, what, what are we going to do in the podcast? Are you going to acknowledge my greatness then when that happens? Because that's going to happen this, this year. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge anything. Oh, okay. if, if Pitts gets traded... It's going to be in the offseason. It's not going to be any time before that. Pitts is not going anywhere this year. It's still a very young nucleus. So they, they're trying to sell him on what they're trying to do. And the, all of us who know football know that we ain't buying it. It's freaking trash. But, you know, listen, I'm one in three. Thanks, Chris already mentioned it. That's just because I want to honor my New England Patriots uh, more right. than anything. That's, that's why. Yeah. You know, but we have a lot of guys who are one in three. And are 0 and 4, and it's been a rough spot. You know, I'm, I'm I'm living and dying on the waiver wire right now, and you know I've even made a couple trades. Um, I have been high on Tua, so I made a trade for Tua. I've been, you know, um, you've been high on Pickett for Pickens. Even you know, I've been high a couple of things. You made some moves. You know, I'm not drowning, but my floaties just busted, and I got a cramp <laughs> in my leg. So it's time to be concerned. Um, What's been killing me the most this year, especially in fantasy football, is my defense has been killing me. They they have not been consistent. You know, there's only uh, some of us are lucky fools who have um, the top two defenses on your team. Drafted. Uh, Go ahead. That's fine. But uh, um, it's just sometimes you come across something to where you pick up a defense because, okay, you like the matchup, and none of these defenses have been consistent, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. But right, as of right now, I am riding the back of Tua and Kelsey slash Taylor Swift to the shore because right now I don't have any other options. So I'm piecing together a couple things here. I am one and three, but I do have the most amount of points of all the one and three and own four teams. So I'm on the outside of the playoffs looking in. There's plenty of season left. I just need things to go my way. I can't go up against guys who have career games. I can't go up against a Montgomery who should be getting you eight points and then gives you 35 or whatever the heck it gives you because he ran the ball 75 times and he got three touchdowns. You, if you go and you go against that, you're gonna lose. So as long as I don't go against those type of, of you know players or games this year, then I should be okay, you know. But Chris, speak, Chris what's speak, going on speak, with you? Speaking like a true one and three hey guys, if you don't if you don't overscore me, then maybe I'll win. That's exactly what you sound like. That's horrible. Oh, that? That's that? Horrible. But 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 that's I, your real I, voice. I, that's a real voice. I, I give you that's this. Your real voice. I, go ahead. Go back. I give you this though. Uh, for being one in three, you, you're right. There are a lot of people. I've been one in three before, right? So there's a lot of people out there that are listening that may be one in three, may not have a win yet. And, and the one thing you said right there, Johnny, you're still not out of it. You can still very much well get in it. It's about the moves that you're going to make or the trades or, in this case, like you mentioned, the waiver wire, right? But there's two sides of the coin. So for me, I'm 4-0. and So you're like, oh, okay, well, it's great. I'm talking trash. And yeah, it's fun to be 4-0. But if you've played fantasy football, as long as I've played fantasy football, you know that you never want to peak too early. I am so concerned at 4-0, being at the bottom of the barrel of the waiver wire, never being able to pick up somebody that I want, 
the injury bug right around the corner. The, the injury bug and the bite, the bye week already fighting this week. They're biting me in the butt right now as we speak. So being 4-0 is great. I just can't let off the gas. I can't, I can't, uh, this uh, morning I saw the waiver wire talking about defenses and everybody picked up the defense. I had to pick slim pickings. So it's almost designed that if you're 4-0, it's designed for you to fail. And that's kind of the way that I feel about it right now. If I can stay uh, healthy, if I can stay injury free, maybe I can keep winning. But I almost, I hate to say this, I almost feel like I need to drop a game or two just so I can reload my my bench a little bit. So is, um, is peaking to early a regular thing for you? Uh, when it comes to fantasy football, no. No, no you sure about that? Everything else, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Look, Chris, it's, it's better to be lucky than good. Oh, you, you're such a dude. I'm, I'm going to punch you in the face, dude. You suck, you suck dude. You and you suck. are a perfect representation of that this year in fantasy football. I hate football. you so much. God. Now, uh, right now, you are doing everything you need to do. And you're winning the games. And then you come up with some st- freaking nonsense. Oh, I hope to lose a game or two. So oh, I can now go you're doing the voices do too? Dude, here. can you stop? Co- can you just <laughs> stop? Co- it's horrible. <laughs> that thing is like, Eddie said, you hope to lose a game or two just so you can pick up a couple waiver wire guys. That is a bunch of nonsense. You have peaked too early. So you are correct on that end. Look, this is why we do this fantasy talk. I hope that you found uh, some knowledge in those picks, and I hope that I get a little redemption for you on uh, picking the wrong quarterback last week. Uh, moving on, though, to Major League Baseball, because, folks, we are now in the thick of it. It's the wild card uh, race that's happening right now. We already had some games yesterday, Johnny. Let's start off uh, Let's start off hot. Let's start off with the Rays and the Rangers, uh, your analysis on the game. Uh, be- and before you give it, I just want to say one thing to the, uh, to the leadership in the Rays organization. Why in the world are you wearing the Devil Ray jerseys of 98-2000? Why would you do that to me? I hate you with a passion. Like, who does that and expects to win? Jesus. Yeah, I, I went to a, a Rays so game at the end that. of the year, and they were wearing those jerseys. And I was just kind of like, that jersey hasn't brought you much luck. <laughs> you know, like, why would you wear, like, the, the Devil Rays Jesus. jersey? Do this like that, like, that was, like, the heyday. It wasn't. Those were terrible years for you, your franchise. Mm-hmm. and But for whatever reason, it's fine. But I give props to both the Rays and Marlins who fought their way into the wild card spot yes. and gave themselves a shot. But you're right. Let's go ahead and start off with Tampa. Now, Tampa begins, begins their series against Texas. It began yesterday. Now, against Texas, they lost four to nothing. Montgomery, who was a solid starter that the Yankees traded like idiots a year ago and became the Rangers' ace mm-hmm. after DeGrom and Scherzer went down. Seven innings pitch, allowing six hits, zero walks. That, my friends, is clutch playoff baseball. The Rays not only wouldn't do much offensively, they had four errors. Four errors is unacceptable. <laughs> you can't have four errors in any game. In a playoff game, you have four errors. Are you kidding me, Rays? Yeah. Game two is today. And let me remind you that the wild card is a best of three. So Texas can win the series tonight. With the game on the line, the Rays depend on Zach Eflin. Like, Zach Eflin. This is, is that that kid from High School Musical? It's like, <laughs> no. No, they didn't. Oh, they don't. No, that's, that, that's <laughs> a, you know, I mentioned that because you know who it's not? It's not Aaron Savale. What happened? You go and pick up some kid to go ahead and be like, all right, this is our top waiver water. Aaron Savale is going to be they're our saving dude. him for game three. Oh, yeah. There may not be a game three. There will three. be a game three. So, you shut so your face. It may not be a game three. So you want to <laughs> you go ahead and this is what happens. This is what I've been ranting about and being upset about. Is that oh, you have to go ahead and pick up the pieces. You have to pick up 
the, some, the, the starters necessary to win you these games. You have a good, you have a great team, Tampa. You have a team that really could have competed, and you guys are going to be done before it even really begins. And I don't, I don't take pleasure in saying it, but I see the Rays losing game two. They're not going to because they're relying on Zach Efron to go ahead and be their you. guy to go ahead you. and win this here. Not Aaron Salat, you're done. You know, you, 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 roll, you give great team great pitching. You don't give them kind of good pitching. You don't give them inconsistent pitching in Aaron Savale. And when you do, this is what you get. And they have such faith in this kid, they didn't have him start game one or the really the game two that matters. The game two, because if you don't win this game, then your season's done. You're not saving him for game three. You know what you got, and you know you made a mistake. You should have listened to Johnny. So going back before the playoffs started, Texas rebounded from a weekend collapse, right? It cost the Rangers the AL West. The reason why that's important is because we weren't supposed to play the Rangers, but here we are. Uh, As far as the Rays, to to your point, Johnny, we drop a record sixth postseason game, fifth straight postseason, but we have one run in the last three playoff losses. So you already, are you predicting then tomorrow, or excuse me, today that we're going to lose? Is that what we're saying? That's what I'm saying. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Texas is my pick. I hate you. I hate you. If you remember our very first host, Texas was my pick to go to the World Series to represent the American League. And in that time, they lost their ace. They lost Scherzer. They obviously lost the Grom earlier. So there's still a, a team that's a lot of talent, but lost their main talent. And they're still fighting and still doing their thing. So I'm going to give that edge to Texas to go ahead and beat the race. I don't say that out of happiness. I don't say that. But really, I'm looking forward to at some point the Rangers and the Houston Cheaters somehow getting together <laughs> in a series. Because the Houston Cheaters are such classless bunch of schmucks. They go ahead when Texas... The one thing we agree on there. Texas goes ahead and... Okay, they, they lost. They didn't collapse. They, they were down. But Seattle took over the AL West lead. They were down. And they came back and fought and had the lead. And they lost the last game of the year. And, and uh, the, the Houston Cheaters won. You know, probably from cheating. And they finally won that. <laughs> and they won a division. But they essentially had the same record. So, right. And then when they sell Texas, who hasn't been in the postseason in six years, celebrated a wild card berth. And the Houston Cheaters were making fun of them for celebrating that victory. Mm. So, classless move, but why else would you expect anything else from the Houston Cheaters? So now, I'm really looking forward to that battle of Texas between the real Texas team, the Texas Rangers, and the Houston Cheaters moving forward. Sorry, Rays. You had your chance, and you blew it. I'm not done with the Rays. Ain't nothing over till it's over. So let's go Rays tonight. Let's go Rays. Talking about uh, teams that we expected to uh, go to the World Series, uh, the Phillies and Marlins played. The worst thing that could have happened to the Marlins, of course, a date with the Phillies, uh, Johnny. How did that game go? 4-1. to one. Marlins, of course, lost. Listen, the Marlins showed some real grit, and they fought their way into the playoffs. And, you know, they did. You're right. They're facing Chris's championship pick, the Phillies. Now, game one did go to the Phillies. Uh, it was 4-1 to one on the arm of Zach Wheeler, who mm-hmm. pitched six and two-thirds. They gave up five hits, one run. Eight strikeouts. The Marlins just looked outmatched. But Miami ain't no punks. I expect them to bounce back and win tonight. Really? Marlins, you know, Braxton Garrett starting the game yeah. tonight. Yeah, he is. Who, you know, he's had, he hasn't really had a lot of success against the Phils this year. 97 3, 6-6 Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's actually in the last 10 innings, you give up six earned runs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I have faith in the Marlins to figure a way out. They found a way to win against teams they shouldn't win against. So I expect them to go ahead and win tonight and force a deciding game three where any 
Thing can happen. <laughs> uh, anything can happen in game three. I've got the Rays, like I said before, winning tonight. I've got uh, the uh, Marlins losing this one, unfortunately. Oh, so you have the year because your pick. I see how it is. So it's similar. My pick, the Rangers. I expect <laughs> them to win game two. Your pick, the Phillies game two here. But only one of us are going to get it right. And it's going to be, of course, we all know. I don't mean, I mean, have to say it. it's going to. You know who's going to get That's this. The nice thing, thing about it, we're going to figure that out tonight. No, you've you, got the. <laughs> you're going to figure it out tonight. Just mark it down. The same way my picks are going undefeated oh in in football, they are also undefeated in baseball, folks. Just go ahead, take we, it to the we, bank. We, we've got the Blue Jays and the Twins, Johnny. The Twins winning, of course, three to one. Uh, it was two home runs by Ro- uh, Royce Lewis. How did that game go for you? Yeah, Minnesota, obviously, the, the, the game won 3-1. Like you mentioned, Royce Lewis hitting two home runs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, listen, they finally re- they, they, they stopped that 18-game losing streak the Twins did, playoff losing streak, and it finally ended. Wow. It went on for years. It was a good game, but it's going to be a good short series. Toronto had six hits to Minnesota's five. The Twins just hit dingers, and the Jays hit singles. That's really the difference here. Mm-hmm. Twins have a good team, and I expect them to handle business with the Blue Jays in this series. Blue Jays, I've seen in a lot of Blue Jay games. They are a good team, but I like Minnesota better. I expect Minnesota to go ahead and win tonight. Yeah, where are the Blue Jays from, Johnny? They're from Canada. Yep. So give, hey, me the, give, give me give me the Twins to close this one out. That's what you get, Krishna, for being a fan of the Blue Jays. Uh, the Diamondbacks <laughs> and the Brewers. Of course, the Diamondbacks winning 6-3. to three. Uh, Who do you got this one, game two? Now, that's our last wildcard matchup. Yes. You mentioned the Diamondbacks and the Brewers. Brewers jumped out to a 3 to nothing lead, <laughs> and then it was all Arizona after that. Arizona was smart enough to pull that starter well before things got out of control, because that's what a lot of teams do they expect a starter to battle out of that of adversity right like, all right 3-0 he saw what was happening there all right you're done get him out of there and they allowed the bullpen to stop the bleeding before it ever really started to get out of hand and then the offense sends three bombs scores six runs great the, the the brewers out hit the diamondbacks 12 to 9 but when you know one team hits bombs and the other one hits singles mm-hmm. you know the, the the team that hits the bombs are usually going to win Right. And then for this uh, coming up for the game now, you've got Gallon is pitching for his own in game two. You've got Freddie Perlotta, uh going for Milwaukee. Who do you have uh, for game two? Well, the Brewers, like I said, they look to win. They have the Dominican righty, uh, Freddie Peralta. You know, I, I expect the Brewers to tie this series up and eventually win these series. So even wow. though Arizona did win that first game, wow. I like the Brewers. Hey, they let it, it, it. And they had it. They were up 3 0, and they just they gave up costly home runs. But uh, Peralta is a good right-handed pitcher, you know, um, so I expect him to kind of hold things, give us good six, seven innings, and um, go ahead and help the uh, the Brewers win this game. To where game three comes around, I expect the Brewers to go ahead and handle business and win this game as well. Yeah, I won't jump the gun on game three, but to your point, I do see the Brewers. I don't see them losing back-to-back at home, to your point there, so I got the Brewers winning this one. We'll see. Toss-up on game three. Listen, I, I don't know about any of that. I'm just happy about October being here, baseball playoffs are here. Now, the wild card is something that's relatively new. Sure. It hasn't happened before, but I do like what, what they've done here. It gives other teams a shot. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, a fun, fun October with baseball. And while we're still waiting, we're all waiting for basketball to get started here. While we're waiting, something finally started to happen. We spoke about it last week. We finally have something to talk about. We broke the news to you that last week the Lillard has finally moved, and not to Miami, but to Milwaukee. Now, break things down for us, Chris, on this whole trade. Yeah, for for the instant reaction that we had last week, things have kind of changed. You've kind of switched gears a little bit because at first, 
everybody on Twitter and social media, us here in the media, we're saying how bad of a trade that Portland made. Why didn't they take the Miami trade? But, you know, looking at things now, Johnny, it really looks like Portland did pretty well in this deal overall. It looks like uh, everybody basically won and even Miami won without the trade. But here's here's the short of it. Portland sends uh, Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. We know that, right? Okay. They the uh, Phoenix they get Joseph Nurk Nurkic. How do you know Nurkic? Nazir Little. He's he's Jason. Nobody cares about him. Oh, well, no, but but he's, he's good. He's good. All right. Uh, and Keon Johnson because Phoenix needed depth. So Phoenix got the depth that they needed with these three guys. So they did really well there. Portland gets DeAndre Ayton, twenty five years old. Robert Williams from the Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon from the Celtics. Uh, Tumani Kamara from the Suns. Look at the first round picks. The 2024 first round pick from the Warriors, 2029 from the Bucks, 2029 from the Celtics. So again, it was two trades, right? They had to, as far as moving talent to get all these picks. They also got those two first round pick swaps in 28 and 30. So that's three first round picks and two swaps. Uh, and Eaton is basically the deal. Drew Holiday is now in Boston, which is another big deal if you're watching basketball for the games. They, they, Boston just this year stacked themselves up with talent. And, of course, Malcolm Brogdon can still get traded. So it was a good trade for Portland, but there may be some sprinkles. It may not be done just yet as far as the trade. So uh, real quick, Johnny, as far as grades, for me, Portland, let's, let's go team by team here because of the, we're involved. For me, Portland now gets a solid A. What are your thoughts on I that? I mean, listen, they I'm not going to give them an A because I still feel that the Miami trade was a better trade for them. No. I don't know how no. you don't uh, you no don't way. make any sense, Chris. No way. Because Chris was about ready to tell you that Tyler Hero was the next was the white Jordan. Tyler Hero was the greatest if you listen to our previous podcast, he was the, the you you're fools Miami for getting rid of this guy. Don't get rid of him. He's amazing. And you got three first round draft picks. You had Tyler Hero, and you had some other guys sprinkled in there. And they said no to that. I don't even really believe they said necessarily no to that. I think that all the talk that kind of with Lillard playing, you know, on his on his uh, social media tour was willing himself to Miami. The NBA didn't like that. And I think behind the doors, they made sure it didn't happen. Because to me, it still doesn't make sense and how they don't take that deal. It ended up being okay no. for the Blazers because they end up trading, you know, Holiday to the Boston and everything else. They got number another number one pick. So it ended up being all right. But still, something doesn't smell right so, on this. So so look, at the end of the day, folks, this is why when you're in the media, it's our job to have instant reaction. And I'm not going to lie. Instantly, I was like, Portland just laid an egg. Because to Johnny's point, you got a guy like Hero that you should want on your team. But here's the thing. They drafted. Look at who, who the Blazers drafted. Right? They're not going to put a point guard and a shooting guard back-to-back. Instead, they're like, no, let's get Aiton, who's a center, to complement the point guard. That makes more sense on your team and, and on paper, for that matter. Furthermore, instead of having three picks from Miami, which is arguably what they were going to get, they get three picks from three different teams on top of the, the, the picks that you swap. And, and the last thing I'll say and why I believe Portland gets an A here and why they did well here, like really well, is you mentioned Lowry. I'm going to ask you right now, Drew Holiday or Lowry, who's better? Now, obviously, no, Holiday better. Holiday's better. Okay, so then Holiday gives you oh more in God. return than Lowry did. And so for, for me, for the Blazers, instead of being a C, they're at an A. Moving on to the Phoenix Suns, they get a B plus. They get the stack. They get the, the what they needed because when they got um, – who, who did they trade for? It was um, from the Washington? You're talking about for, for – For the Phoenix Suns. 
uh, it's a not Beasley. Is it not, not, yeah, yeah, Beasley. Yeah, yeah, Beasley. So now, now they they were they needed depth. They got the depth that they needed. So they get a, a B plus. They're they're a team that's ready to go, ready to compete. They weren't really happy with Aiton. They paid him the money, but they didn't want to. So you gotta you gotta remember that. So that that to me is a is a B plus uh, for the Suns. And then you gotta go also to Boston. Boston just got themselves stacked. So so they're they're ready to rock and roll. As far as as far as uh, trade for them, I give them. Probably a B plus. Really, Miami. I know that you're not happy. I know that you're a little salty. I know I talked to a lot of Miami fans who were sitting here and saying, "Well, hey, you know, we basically sat around waiting for Lillard when we could have done a lot of other things." So I get that part sucks, right? You could have done a lot of different moves that you didn't because you didn't get Lillard, but you didn't sacrifice years of your future. So Miami, you're going to be fine. You're still going to be in the playoff hunt this year, and everybody knows it. This is how it works. You sacrifice a couple years of your future. To give yourself the no. best shot to win. No. I'm sorry. That's exactly what all these other teams just did. That's exactly what Miami did when they got Shaq. When they paired him with Dwayne Wade and won the championship. That's exactly what the Lakers did when they pieced together the pieces they needed to pick up. They, these moves happen. It's part of it. To sit here and be like, you you were just talking from several podcasts. And how Hero is just... An amazing player that he's a, a a transcendent player that he's gonna go ahead and do these things. You're fools. You can't trade Lillard. Lillard for Hero. Lillard is 30s some odd years old. You can't do it. And then in the same breath, you praise Holiday, who was what 33 years old. Oh my God, what amazing the Celtics! Amazing. They gave a first round draft pick for this. And I'm not disagreeing with it. What I'm disagreeing with is your hypocrisy. Mm. Is that you're going to sit here and say okay. through one breath that if you're in your 30s in the NBA, you're done. You don't give a first round draft pick for it. You don't, you don't mortgage your future for these 30 something year olds. And I was saying, okay, if they're as good as somebody like Lillard is, you do it because it's going to give you a shot as a championship for a year or two or three. And that's what you want. If you're able to get one ring in the next three years, it was worth it because that's why you play this game. I'm going to, I'm going to show you, I understand where you're coming from and I can see, and I can see how you can see the hypocrisy quote unquote, but here's the difference that you're not, you're just not understanding. Okay. Butler is how old? 31? No, he's older than that. And so that's the point. He's already past his 30s. He, I think he's 32 or 33. But here's here's my okay, point. Okay, so a year here's older my, here, Here's yeah, my point, though, with Boston as to what the difference would be. Because you asked the question, what's the difference? Here's the difference. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are in their prime in their 20s. Mm-hmm. You can bring a 30-plus person that is not going to be a Tatum and a Brown. They're, Miami was going to have Lillard be the one, the 1A. That's the difference, Johnny. So it's a great move by Boston with what they did. They they got Chris uh, Christa Prozingis. I know I'm butchering his name, but they they got him in the offseason for a reason. So Boston basically added the cherry on top, whereas Lillard at 33 years old would have oh been the God. fundamental base for the team. No, that's th- the difference, Johnny. It's not hypocrisy. Those are just no, facts. No, no, those are facts. There's a difference between 31, 32, and 33, and 38, oh 39, God. 40. So Jesus. Butler is in his prime. He's in his prime. Willard is a couple years older, still in his prime because he's a shooter. So it's kind of like, okay, you have two guys, two premier talents in the NBA in their prime. They're, and you match them with Bam. You match them with the best coach in the NBA and Eric Spolstra. That's going to legitimately, yeah. le- legitimately give you a shot for a championship for the next two or three years. And that's what you want. And if you're going to sit here and say that you're better off with, with – uh, uh, 
hero. See, this, this is the mentality, folks, of an Orlando Magic so, fanboy. So, Orlando so, Magic. So before you go no, on no, your no. Rant, I'm not. Butler's, I'm going to go on my rant because Butler's you, no. 34, which is, okay. I, I, I was waiting to sting okay. out. He's 34, okay. and okay. that was my point that you don't want to grab uh, an old, uh, another uh, older no, guy. No, it's perfectly fine old guys because you're still going like to give your. It doesn't change the argument. You're still going to go ahead and. Uh, uh, compete for a championship next three years, and Lethal, Lethal Weapon was a great movie, great series. <laughs> and those two old cops, they, they entertained us for years. Okay. Okay? okay. So, anyway, they did a thing. But the Orlando Magic fans, like this, like they're so keen on, on keeping young talent because really that's what they do. They, they get high hopes for young talent, but young talent isn't going to win you championships. You need to add the pieces there. If you don't believe me, look at the Tampa Bay Rays. You have a bunch of young, good talent in baseball, and then what? They were scared to actually move in a piece or two of veteran stars to go ahead and really move this team to championship quality, and now they're about to be knocked out the first round of the playoffs. So it's the same thing here. The Orlando Magic mentality of young guys, somehow a 23-year-old with upside is worth more than a proven, a proven star Hall of Famer like Lillard. It's ridiculous. Folks, folks, I'm glad I got the clarity. Thanks to a Derby here for clarifying. He's 34 years old. That was my point that I was trying to make to you. Like, oh, it was one year. No, you've got an older, older Jimmy Butler. You've got a a 33-year-old Damian Lillard. And you can't can't give up the farm for those two pieces to win just Mm -hmm. one year. Yep. You can't give up three first-round picks, which was they were going to give up. You can't give up Nikola Jovic, uh, Tyler Hero, because there was more people in the deal. Yep. Jaime Jaquez okay. Jr., who's supposed to have a good year. So Miami fans, you, you're you okay. You're going to be just fine. Tyler Hero, uh, you know, I know that I say uh, comparing him to Lillard, but you're not right, Johnny. I didn't say he's going to be like the next thing since sliced bread. I did say I, that I'm yes, high. Yes, you did. I did say I'm high on the kid. He's going to make an all-star team. He's going to do well, and he's super young. So now what do you got, Miami? You've got Butler, who's going to play like Butler. More importantly, you've got Hero, Jovic. Uh, Bam Abadeo and Jaquez Jr. You've got a team that is young and healthy and who's going to ultimately help Butler in the long run. So again, like I said in my previous statement, I'm going to stick to what I said. It sucks that you were waiting for Lillard and that you didn't make other moves that you should have made. That sucks. But guess what, folks? You're still a playoff team. And because you didn't make this move, you're going to be in the playoffs for years to come. Mic drop. No. It, Mic it, drop. It, it's, it's, you can't just say nonsense and then say mic drop and then be like, oh, I can do whatever I want. There it my is. My mom said I can mic, do whatever I want. Mic, mic drop. So that's the end of this. Listen, no, you are wrong. You you have, like you said, a good team. You mentioned Butler, Bam. You mentioned the players that we have in place with Hero. I'm like, all right, you didn't improve from last year. And who and who did, don't don't even try. I saw that breath coming. Like you're gonna start jumping. You shut your damn mouth and listen. Well, well I want to hear. I know okay. improve. Go ahead. Okay, the Orlando Magic have done what? They held on to their talent. They haven't even bothered to go ahead and piece together pieces. They held on to this future. They held on to it. And they haven't made they haven't made the playoffs in over a decade. Haven't made the playoffs over a decade. Over a decade, they haven't even they've only had one winning season, which was two games over five hundred. Mm. And this is an organization who, no. We're not going to do these picks. We're, we can't mortgage our future. We're going to hold on to these young guys. We're going to develop them. And a couple of guys that they actually developed, what they actually did was develop them and then trade them. That's what, and then they win a championship somewhere out of Aaron Gordon. So that's the magic way. So great. The Heat. Let's go ahead and, and, and follow the, the, the magic formula for success. That doesn't work. Look, I, I, look, it doesn't. Look, no, no, look. I'm, I'm not gonna no, let, it I'm doesn't. I'm not going to let you work. bring up the Orlando Magic. I'm not going to let you work. bring up the Orlando Magic no. and get the last word. How dare you? Okay, the Orlando Magic right now are doing exactly what we needed to do. Oh, we are bringing back year, year two of the Rook. 
year three of Wagner. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah, Donnie. Yeah. Look, you, you know the nice thing about, about this is that I'm keeping receipts, all right? And I'm oh, going to tell you about God. receipts. I oh, said in the first podcast that we had, I told you, and I'll tell you again, the Magic are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a sixth seed. If Miami doesn't get Lillard, they're going to be the seventh seed. I'm sticking to what I said. They're both going to be playoff teams. So I'm going to be right, and you're going to be wrong in this. I know oh, they don't make the playoffs. I don't want to hear it. This is the year that they're in it. And then next year, next year, and I'm going to stick to what I said. Dude, I'm an original. Uh, I'm going to stick to what I said. I said that if Boston does not go to the finals, then who's going to come from there? And the Magic are going to get who in a trade? You said okay. Brown, but okay. let's so, be, let's be clear about something here. We're going to have the cap space to do it. Chris Chris lives in some fantasy land. Oh my god! Where the Orlando Magic spend money, and not only are they going to spend money, they're going to they're going to pick up a you. a a player who has the highest contract in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Somehow we're going to pick him up there. No, that's not going to happen because the Magic doesn't do they don't do moves like that. Moves like that are reserved for ownership groups that want to win championships. Moves like that are reserved for ownerships like the Miami Heat. An ownership like that, that really, they don't, they're not scared to go ahead and put their balls out and be like, yes, I am going to go ahead and do what I need to do to win championships. Oh, they're not scared to mortgage their future because what matters most in any sport are championships. So you have ownerships and organizations that understand that. That's why it's the banners. That's why there's their essentially worshipped by by different generations. And that's why you have teams like the Orlando Magic, who I want to root for, but anybody outside of Orlando doesn't root nobody, for the Magic. Nobody believes you want to root okay. for the Magic. Nobody it, believes it, you. It, no, it, nobody it, 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 believes it, it, you. And that's why you have a, a generation of people who still watch Chicago Bulls and have never been to Chicago. You have a generation of people who love the San Antonio Spurs, never been to Texas. And you're never going to have that situation here because those are ownership groups that win, want to win first. They do what they need to do. And our ownership group here in Orlando is more concerned about the price of their hot dogs, about the price okay. of their, their concession stands, okay. their bottom line more so than a banner being go ahead and drop down there in the Amway. It's just so, not- so folks, so folks, uh, once again, we got we got emotional Johnny and his rant here. And I'm going to tell you folks, okay. we, we plan, we're a business, right? You have to run it like a business. And a business move says this, this year you're making the playoffs. Therefore, next year you spend the money. And I'm telling you, it may not be Jalen Brown, but it's going to happen, Johnny. And you know why it's going to happen? Because again, I keep up with the magic. I know them like the back of my hand. We have the cap space. We have the money to do it. We have two players that we're going to let go. I'm going to say who they are. I'm going to say it for a previous show, but we're going to let them go to make the cap work. But we will be able to afford a Jalen Brown salary. And you know when we're going to do it, Johnny? When we are the top, when we are in the playoffs going into next year, expected to be in the playoffs after this year, that's when you're going to see what I'm talking about. And in the match, are going to mic drop on you and everybody in the East because we're going to be spending money at the right time. Not when you think it's convenient, when it's the right time to do it. So the right time is every dozen years. No. That's what it is. Because like, when was the last time the Magic signed a premier free agent? I'm just trying to think. I mean, this is something to where you didn't even really sit down and think. I don't know. Is it is it Lewis from like the year 2001? Is it, which is like, was, is it Turkaloo? Like, when, when was the last time the Magic signed a premier free agent and you're all scratching your head as just like just like i am just like chris is here because we have no idea because that's not what they do they, when they, they, they hired coach mosley they made a decision to go young they made a decision to go with the youth movement they made a decision to go listen the team that we have right now the the team up upstairs the general manager and all that they're come they, they're from milwaukee they're the ones that drafted the free greek oh. that's who we have working there did milwaukee win a championship 
Yes. Mic drop. Again. That just happened again. That's what we're doing. Oh That's what God. we're building. So, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Your your philosophy is to do what these these morons in the NFL have been trying to do for a couple of decades. Now, what have these morons in the NFL been trying to do? They tried to replicate the New England Patriots. Oh, doing my so, God. you find a way to plug do, in the Patriots. Doing so you by what? But what? what, what no, no, no. But oh um, it's, it's 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 going to come full oh circle. My God. Doing so because they they try to go ahead and do oh like oh um let's go ahead and pick up these coaches these offensive coordinators that surround themselves the Patriot way. Let's learn from this. They've all failed. There's been no success for Josh McDaniels, Romeo Cronell, Charles. Char- Char- it doesn't happen. Josh McDaniels, how's he doing? It doesn't happen. And here we have the Orlando Magic say, you know what? I'm going to do the exact same thing. Milwaukee, you just won a championship. Let me get your guys. I drafted. Let me see this giant muscular African guy who's dominating the Greek league. Like, okay, great scouts. Like, okay, great. That's amazing. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't believe what's worse. The fact that you found a way to plug in the Patriots when we're talking basketball. Like, once again, I, I don't know what's worse. Or the fact that your, your, your analysis, your analysis, your thought process is bringing football into it and saying, hey, uh, other coaches didn't work in the NFL. Therefore, we're talking about the general manager, this, this, the people who this, draft, the, the decision thing, makers, the basketball. The thing, is that, the thing is that what's ridiculous is that you guys have already tried this. You guys have hired the previous G, assistant GM for the Spurs in previous years. You've tried this before. You guys just take – you look at winning organizations Mm-mm-mm. and you say, okay – how about building your own identity? How about that? How about that, Orlando? Build your own damn identity. Figure out what you want to do. Stop trying to copy other organizations thinking you're going to mimic that to success. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't work with Chris trying to copy me in this podcast. He copies it does not going to work for you, Orlando. It's not going to happen. I love I love how 90% of your slogans Mike Trump. Yeah. Mike Trump. Exactly. Mike Trump. 100%. I take that back. I love how 100% of your slogans are literally <laughs> stolen from me. You literally are a thief that are stealing my lines. And then you want to sit here, bro, I look, at the end of the day, I'm so happy that the NBA season is going to start here soon. I'm so happy because guess what? Winning fixes everything. And and again, I, I'm, I'm very adamant about this, guys. If you're listening to the Florida Man podcast and you're listening to the analysis that I've had on the Magic, you know. I know the Magic like the back of my hand. And what's funny is that Johnny has agreed with Eric. Oh, well, what happens? Oh, you know, they invested when? In the, the Lewis years and like 10 years ago? Well, guess what, Johnny? That only goes to my point that every 10 years or whatever this happens. And guess what? It's about to happen again. Yes. So all you're doing, all you're basically doing is agreeing with my point. So don't come back when we're in the playoffs and talk about how great the Magic are. Don't come back next year when That's we do not. a signing and go, oh, they finally did. They listened to me in the Florida podcast because I'm going to poop all over you. I would I'm gonna, love. Oh, 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 no, no. I don't want to hear nothing. When when Orlando was in the playoffs this year playing competitive basketball, I don't want to hear it because I'm telling you right now, dude, I'm telling you, Oh, it, it's so frustrating to, to, to like, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I'm not. I've been very yes, consistent no. with Orlando oh Magic and how pissed off I am at the, the direction they take this team. And this isn't Jesus. one or two years. This is, you have plenty of data, plenty of data showing that this ownership group doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, we're waiting for, there's been plenty of cycles of free agents and availability to go ahead and you match said, with the young you team. You said that Bankero was the wrong number one pick. You were wrong. He won Rookie of the Year. Okay, that, okay. Just because you're you, wrong. No. Just because you, Hold you know. On. Okay, this Harold Miner won Rookie of the Year, and he was supposed to be the next Jordan. Okay. And and most people that are uh, under thirty never heard of this guy from the Miami Heat because he won the dunk competition, won Rookie of the Year. He's a bald head. Oh, it's George Jordan. He's nothing. There's been plenty of yeah, Rookie of the problems. Years that don't matter. Yeah. So, uh, um, Banchero is a good player. He is. He's. He's not definite as to be the best player out of his draft class. He's ended up winning rookie of the year, playing in a bad team, got his stats. 
So now I want to see what you do. I, when you match, Mankiro cannot lead this team to a championship. That's a, match thank you. I'm glad you said it again. Kid, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that you said it again. This kid is a winner. Wagner's a winner. Just won with the Germans. You're, you're going to be eating your words this season. So again, I'm just excited. I'm super excited that the NBA season is right around the corner. And oh again, and, and again, Miami. I know we were going into this rant with the Magic, but Miami, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine with the team that you have. You're going to win some games. Both teams, both Florida teams, will be How in the playoffs dare this year. You? How dare you? Chris brings up the Germans, his favorite team. He goes, the Wagner with the Germans. You're going to sit here, you communists, going to sit here and well, bash. Well, no, you sit here, you bash U.S., remind us that they didn't do anything with FIBA, <laughs> so and then you went ahead and be like, oh, Wagner with the Germans. See, that's so great. They're going to do it again. See, this just shows your true colors, Chris, that you really, when it comes down to it, you're a communist at heart. I don't, and, I, I don't know what's worse. And that's why I, you I just, love. I it makes sense. I don't know what's worse. It makes sense. I don't know what's worse. You biting on nine. 99% of my lines and my slogans uh-huh. or you bringing back uh, the uh, oh. previous jokes and previous podcasts. It's horrible. It, it's it, does, horrible. it makes sense why it's you love horrible. the magic ownership so well because they run their organization oh. very communist-like. Oh, yes. So it's like, but well, you expect them to go ahead and win something and do something. It's not going to happen. There's been no proof that they're going to do something. Forget about just making the playoffs. It's just winning seasons in over a decade. One. It was by two games. So... They're not concerned about winning. You had the same argument with me when they had Aaron Gordon when they drafted him. They're going to build around this kid, and they don't. They make attempts to do it cheap. They try to go ahead and 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 say a Miata is a Corvette. Magic are like like a handful of years ahead of where they were with Aaron Gordon in that time because that was a whole different team with Harris. That was a whole different team with all. Uh-huh. It's all it's different. It's it was, different. But it was, and that was the GM. That was a GM oh who made the God. trade, the foolish trade with Toronto. What are you talking about, dude? Like, anyway, it's a, it's a so it's, it's the thing is that you're, of course it's a different team, but it's the constant oh, same smokes. mistakes. It's the same different mistakes, GM, different organization the at the top. Si- but you know what's the same? Oh, it's ownership. And the ownership, when it comes down to it, they don't sit here and stay out of it. They make sure, hey, you got five bucks, go ahead and take this uh, um, Corvette that's and make it do. into that's a Miata. That's, that's, yeah. that's exactly what's happening there. They don't go ahead and spend the money where they need to spend the money. They try to go ahead and do things on the cheap. They try to like my older analogies in previous podcasts. They try to win a race against Corvettes, drive a Miata and they try to say oh we'll put a couple pieces on there it'll do the same thing it never does okay but anyway we hope you enjoyed our podcast as uh obviously we've enjoyed making it today uh come back next week as we continue to discuss house down. <laughs> we can continue to discuss the past week in sports and everything that's important to you here in the state of Florida I'm Johnny that's Chris I hate you thanks for listening we out